episode of Speakers of Heidelin is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers Omeji Cat Comet, Erisu Yamakawa, Circuit Barakil, Remy Asalia, Arcadia Lunashine, Alex Franco AV, Winebow Brood, Psyche, Asuta Starbreeze, Cletus Oreo, Nina Grimstarter, Nat Clay, Lily Black, Bob Cece, Mikta Rabentau, Sapa Chakwatol, Edwin, Umbral Wind, Quick Levin, Pamela Isley, Camille Grino, Elenriel Maximus, Codrith Novelis, Mira Miri, Bay Barbelly, Suno Chicano, Celeste Nuatrell, Lazy Boy, A Bag of Dragonite, Luke Osborne, Pandalu Stormarrow, Tex, Yowie Wowie, Kai Lin, AJ Brainswordson, Anathus Moonscar, Arthur Law, Viridan Derard, Cypup, Spencer Christmas, and Noy Fafnir. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakersxiv. Thank you. Welcome to Speakers of Fidelin, episode 291. I'm Lakeel Bravestone, and I'm joined today by Georgi Wiston, Mela Vanadar, and Rollo Dez. Hello. 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 This is episode, like I said, 291. It's March 19th, 2022, and our main topic today a massive Famitsu interview with Naoki Yoshida, Banryoda, and Ishikawa. Um, we're also uh, going through a survey which was included in this massive uh, interview. I say massive. Every time we have like a Famitsu interview, it's always like massive. But that's kind of how they roll. They're kind of like big, they make a big deal out of their interviews. Uh, so uh, we're doing one today. Um, and we'll also be reviewing Little Ladies Day, which is now upon us. Started on Tuesday. Um, so... Um, yeah, that's that. I'll also be reading Mogmail. Remember to send us Mogmail. SpeakersXIV.com slash Mogmail. Stay tuned for the post show. If you're watching live, we'll be answering questions from the syndicate. With that said, let's jump into recent events. Right. In recent events, we have our first... We have, we have the time for the live letter, uh, live letter 60. Uh, sorry, 70, <laughs> uh, which um, um, will be on April 1st. Uh, this um... Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's all me. just a joke. Um, yeah, so that's uh, going to cover uh, the second part of patch, the patch 6.1 preview. I'm expecting the trailer. Um, what else do we expect from this live letter other than the trailer? Like, what do we usually get? Information here? on everything. They didn't give us anything last <laughs> That's time. That's right. Uh, so everything they teased in part one yeah, is going to be shown. Information. They're going to show off the world visit or world oh, uh, data center travel. Stop it. <laughs> they're going to, they're also going to uh, go in depth into the companion stuff or whatever it's called, the trust. Yeah. Um, yeah, they might go to the new Aram Reborn night whatever they would call it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll probably show off for Todd too, just for fun. 
Possibly, yeah. yeah. They might show off some of the MSQ uh, changes. I'm kind of hoping they show off more like the new dungeon and raid and all the new stuff. No, I think they don't want to show us the dungeon. I think they think it's spoilery. Yeah, they don't want to show us anything though. So what's this one going to be they're about? Sh- the last hey, one was weak they enough. Us, they can show us gameplay of the new PvP mode. Yeah. Yes, that would be something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, it's gonna be beefy. It starts on ele- uh, at 11 a.m. GMT. That's uh, uh, or sorry, it'll by th- when this airs, we will be in BST for the most part. So 12 BST. That is one Central European Standard Time, uh, and then 10 Europe. Uh, sorry, Australian Daylight Time. What is D? 10 p.m. What is A E D T? What the fuck? Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Oh, Daylight. Eastern Daylight Time. That must be what it is. A E uh, E D T. I feel like most people call it a Australian Eastern Standard Time. We don't call it A D T. Maybe that's well, just what Well, it's D T when you've gone to Daylight Savings and then it's standard. I guess so. Because we go from C E T to C E S T when we switch to standard time we don't put a d in though we just go no. ah there's c-e-t I feel as if i've never noticed that before so uh. it should be send c-e-d-t yeah it is australian eastern daylight <laughs> weird yeah. name. we I need it's, and it's like 4 a.m for america mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's wow. something i'm not gonna be there you guys do that 1 p.m <laughs> central european time is 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Like the country. Eastern. Yeah, and then yeah. all the way to PT. Yeah. Wait, is it? I Which don't know. It's 4 a.m. Every time like, we talk about time, we fuck something it's... up. So let's not. Let's not. Um, well, we should talk about the fact that time is a little bit confusing as well because of the fact that, like, for Americans, the show started an hour later than normal. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, you, if you've uh-huh. if you've uh, if you're uh, yeah, that's true. We started an hour later for Americans, but that's because uh, we follow European Central European time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. we've put the S in yet, um, but yeah, we will do that until the last Sunday of March, which is the twenty seventh. That's when we switch okay. over. Okay, uh, yeah. So patch uh, six point one. Only one more week of this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that goes for all streams, by the way. So keep that in mind. Our, if you're watching live, there is a um, schedule thing in below, and it will show the actual time for you. I think also the built-in Twitch schedule thing adjusts to your time zone as well. So if you are confused, just check that. All right, that is the live letter. Um, next, uh, oh, that... <laughs> Somehow the text didn't go away when I did that. Ignore that it says uh, that we have uh, <laughs> the time. I don't know why that's there. Graha Tia, CGI I, art. Yeah? I hope that stays there for every slide. I, I'm tempted to check, mm, like but let's, let's, keep, let's leave that uh, exciting. Lovely exciting when we switch. Uh, oh, yeah. CG artwork of Graha Tia uh, has been released. Um, mm-hmm. He's not creepy good. looking. He, he looks he good. Is, all right. Yeah, he doesn't look. He doesn't look off. No, Um, I said this when it was first revealed. He looks very tuny. (laughs) He is. He's posing in front of the etherite in public, man. I know, in a very public location. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like cosplayers posing in front of fountains. Yeah, Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so there you go. That's uh, I mean, there's not much to say about it. It's just it's yeah, no, it's fine. another one of the CG renders of characters. They've only from missed the game. on Venar, so yeah, Venar's the, the only one that spoiler- looks really weird. The spoilers on Graha are over. We are just posting artwork yeah. <laughs> of Graha on the Twitter account and yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. If you don't well, know that, his this, name. Too bad. They, they did. They did. They did. They did. They did. They did. It's in Graha Tia, surrounded by two gemstones, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Well. Yeah. Spoiler embargo is uh, over uh, on this the 14 Twitter. Uh, moving on. Oh, thank Do God. You... Yes. Sorry. Oh. Okay. Do you want to have anything Quickly, else to though. add to this? Do you think we'll get any more CG artwork? Who's left? Or is Graha the last one? Who's left? I've not really Ta- kept track of who is and has Tathra been. and Cryo. Mm, nah. Maybe together. They can do like a dual... Lalafell one. It'd be weird shelf. if we didn't get a Tataru one. Mm. Wouldn't it? I feel like she was very important. Get a Fandaniel one. Mm. Or a Fandaniel mm. one. <sighs> yeah. That would be interesting. Fandaniel and Xenos. Xenos already has one. Yeah, we get him a second one because he's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Tataru and Kryl, I only because the Famitsu article mm-hmm. featured artwork of those two separately as well. Yeah. Which we will I mean, see. I won't mind it. I would like to see Kryolin, you know, in CG getting more attention. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she was bullied a lot, this expansion, mm-hmm. in terms of the promotional material. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Chad is mentioning Emmett Selk and Hithlodeus, I suspect. That's a little bit Sorry. much. <laughs> the way you keep trying to move on to the next slide. Yeah. I suspect they are definitely considered too spoilery to get artwork. Yeah. 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 All right, moving on. Uh, Little Ladies Day 2022 is here. Uh, it's another seasonal event. Uh, oh, darling, did so, you like it? <laughs> I like that she uh, spoke. Yeah, darling. <laughs> well, also, let's... Uh, spoilers for this oh, event, yeah, I guess. That. So, uh, I don't have if the other... Not, know, but... If you've not managed to commit the 10 minutes required yet. <laughs> this is a, mm. literally a 10-minute quest. So this if you one... haven't done that yet, I'm sorry. You might have to plug your ears. Um, I'll do this rubbish. when we're done. It was rubbish, I agree. But I will say its yeah. greatest strength is the fact that it was shorter than the last one. True, That's true, true. Yeah, so let's um, let's just r- unwrap the story. It's So it's this woman... Um, what is her name? I've already forgotten her name, so that's a good sign. Oh. Something Mirab- Mirabelle? Something like that. Maribel. 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 Something like that, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, she's this designer. Costs, she's uh, clothes. From, she's doing like a, an internship at that uh, clothing shop near the Weaver's Guild. Yeah. Uh, she keeps saying darling, uh, which is uh, very odd. Uh, but that's her thing, It I guess. is odd to... Yeah. To spell like, it like that because it's already pronounced darling. Well, I guess it's because they, it's not no. voice. Was it to try so and make it a long A? Posh. I, I, yeah. Darling. Like, yeah, darling. I think that's yeah. yeah, just yeah. imagine how like Cruella Deville would say yeah. darling. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, she is uh, setting up. Uh, there's a fashion show, kind of a competition actually with Redland Rose. Uh, no. Oh no. With the masked rose. Sorry, girl, sorry, masked rose. I apologize. Masked rose. Masked rose. Serendipity. Uh, and, and the seneschal. Yeah. Um, and she wants 
essentially just wants you to be... She just wants to win. Yeah, she wants to win, and she yeah. wants yeah. you to model her outfit. Yeah. So, here, here's the thing. The, the, okay, so you do that, you win, you get the Whoa. crown. I mean, I, I mean, what else is there to say about the actual story um, for the, the first quest? The fact that it's a, a fashion walk, catwalk show, and in the main quest of the event, we saw no other competition. I know. It <laughs> yeah. was, the, the, but that was what I was getting to. But I, we need to get the story out before we unpack and all the, the problems with it. And the outfit it picked for us was very I know, uninspired. I know, I know. Well, but wasn't it funny when they it's showed the, the grand prize... Puzzle. On the pedestal, oh, it so and tiny. it was so I tiny. Yes. I took a picture of it because uh, the crown is like so small, and the pedestal is like this high. big. Um, but um, the problem is, this would have been a great like for the outfit we get is like nothing. It's like boring. It's a high house bustle, or I guess uh, you, whatever the male equivalent it, is. It's the uh, it's literally the bro uh, um, what is it called? The, the one groom. The, not the groom, but it's like, um, you know, the best man. Yeah, best man outfit, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was like, the wow, woman's option. It was the high house bustle, you know, the the big red dress mm -hmm. that no. everyone used to wear in Heavenswood. Yeah. This could, they, this would have been the one quest where a full outfit as a reward would have been perfect. Because you'd oh, be like 100%. coming in with this outfit you've never seen before, and that's the reward item. Instead, you're wearing all the shit you've seen like a million times before, <laughs> and you win a I tiny know. crown that you can't even die. Mm. That's uh, never shown I, again. <laughs> I agree with chat that it is cool that you can pick which, whichever outfit, either the traditionally male or traditionally female outfit, depending that's on the gender. Become so normal of the gender now, of your character. But... Yeah, but I don't. You that doesn't wow get, me as much the, you anymore. Only you only get one option. You only get one chance, though. Yeah, you, you only, never get to see them both. That's true. No. You you can only pick one. Um. Yeah. So after you've done that, you win. You get the crown, and then she's like, "Oh, darling, if darling. you want to come back, uh, and if if you have other models you want to like send mm, my way, yeah. just do that." How Straight to the point of this one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, Gary. How would you have felt if the outfits that you were given were Mog Station outfits? <laughs> and, and at least show that, that they been, put in some effort. That would have been so funny. Like, oh, you come out in the Omega outfit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would have been. It would be. It would be insidious. I look at this armor you could buy. It this. I'm sorry, this is the first time an event actually... Because we, we threw a lot of shit at the previous event. That one was just bad because it was boring. But at least there was some work put into it. Mm -hmm. What was this? Like, this felt yeah, cheap. Like, it's kind of worrying cheap. with how the quality is dropping recently. Well, I know okay. people are going to be like, hmm, at least they're giving you the event. Well, okay, so... It's Love this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna do give them one defense, and that's that they've had the break. They've had a break, mm. and maybe it takes a while to get shit going again. And also, we said this before this event came out. Little Ladies' Day is never great, other except for a mm -hmm. couple of times. I mean, specifically one where the storyline was like <laughs> really fucking dark <laughs> uh, out of nowhere. But bring back the songbirds. That was a yeah. fun story. Yeah. It was fun while we had the songbirds. Yeah. They mentioned yeah. that someone was there for their yearly concert. They yeah. didn't show up. Where are they? Yeah. They show up. They well, show they do. Up. 
They okay. They, they, yeah, they're in. They perform a concert. Oh, Do they just appear oh, on just the like stage? A, a, yeah. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. That's something, but not. But it was amazing. really, it was really bizarre because uh, I think the Songbird storyline was like the most, um, because that was like a long arc that went over mm -hmm. multiple uh, Little Ladies days, and then they were like, no, this is gonna end now. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when we got that weird, like, dark storyline, which we thought, I think we speculated, like, is this how this is going to be now? This is, like, the theme of Little Lady State? Nope. Next year, completely gone. Mm -hmm. No one talks about it. <laughs> it's not a theme at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> weird. Um, I, I also want to defend against the idea that uh, events are bad now. Only the last two have been bad. The three before that, we all liked. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I, and both of it's the ones a... that we've done now have been made during like their like break like when they've been winding yes. down so i'm gonna cut them some slack and usually and little ladies day like i said it's always been a little not great anyway so um yeah um yeah halloween one was great their seasonal events are like one day things so then this game never has like i wish it wasn't you don't need to do it like all the holiday and like collect do dailies or whatever and get rewards yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it, you say that they're one-day things. Remember there was a time when they would have one part of the event and then you wouldn't be able to do the second half until like a week later? Yeah. That was arbitrary. Yeah, that was like an arbitrary wall, which I also didn't like. But yeah. I wouldn't mind having an event where like you could do a daily to get a token and you know collect some pets or something as long right. as you do. You know. Oh, I don't want a daily. I don't want a time daily no. like that. I don't. I a don't time, need pressure to do with this. No, we're, just make it good. If it forced you to do it like every day for like two weeks, no. To, like, let's get say all... like half of the event, and you get the the number. I one like it or if. It, I wish it lasted longer somehow, but I don't know exactly how I would do it. But I don't know. It's ugh, whatever. Uh, People also, don't want to put in the effort. Also, yeah, like... remember this, the Little Ladies Day, speaking of, like, it being not being the greatest, this was what you and one, where you in 1.0 would get, like, a peach branch as a reward. Mm -hmm. A peach branch. Um, mm -hmm. I so suppose we should go over the side. Go on. What? I like that the only two things that the vendor sells are peach confetti and cherry confetti. That was another well, that's thing. That's true. I well, was, you get that as a reward for the side quest. When anyway. I saw, we have to, we mustn't, we can't forget the repeatable. But the, when I looked at the repeatable the first time, I'm like, okay, let's see if I, maybe there's something else. Nothing. There's peach confetti, and I'm like, okay, I'll go to the vendor. Peach confetti, peach and cherry <laughs> confetti. What the fuck? Why? How is that? Oh, we're getting the old days where you could buy a tradable tree for hardly any gill and sell it for forty million gill, like three years later, and You're you can just do that forever. Is that the Christmas trees? <laughs> no, the. The cherry blossom. Oh, the cherry yeah. blossom. Yes, because if you were that if you was were so smart, early, that was so early in a realm reborn. And you just bought like a retainer. No shop. You'd yep. never. You'd, um, yeah, yeah no so there's a repeatable quest, <sighs> and you can pick from five character options, and you can have gladiator guild leader, mining yep. guild leader, mm -hmm. um, wedge, godbert mandeville, and. Uh, the monk man, holy fist. What's he got? Hamon, holy fist. Yeah, Hamon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah this, cool. this bit was the best part of the event for me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like it was fun, like dressing them up, and they had a tiny bit of lore. I love you can that. Make God, but where like, like some unrestricted, like, erotic, unrestricted erotic, Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. 
That's what I picked. Yeah, same. That's what I picked too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. And you also get to see if you... I don't know. If I, did any of you pick the brown outfit for... No, we I wanted him in show that face. No. Okay, because yeah, I don't I know what happens to his too. face. So does he still wear the goggles in the brown outfit? Do we know? Or is it... You have to go back and do it. Chat. Cafe did. Uh, did he still wear the goggles in the brown outfit? That is my question to you, and we will wait for an answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. He well, wears them, but they're clear. Oh. Uh, see, I ah. wanted to show his face because I know he wants to impress Tataru, and I am 100% behind Wedge Tataru. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh huh. All right. Um, so, how, uh, how do you feel about the reward? <laughs> I, I thought it was incredible. <laughs> mm. I mean, you know, uh, it's a offset crown. Yeah. Hope you're not bald because that shit will be floating. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sorry to all the bald players, but I'm sorry. You're in the minority. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, it's Um, just one hairstyle compared to like 60 to 70 others. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone should get to experience it to its full potential, Rollo. Don't be mean to the baldies. (laughs) Well, uh, it's... uh... It's, it's a crown. It's though, a crown. It's which an... is weird because we've not had a. When have we got any achievement crowns this time around for classes? Don't think so. No, I we get the we the we the feather thing, thing, which is rubbish. So, <laughs> uh, it's better than that, at I've, least. Yeah. I'm sure you can make some cute outfits with that crown. Uh, I'm sure. It's it's, it's uh, very it's, small. It was a reward. <laughs> yeah. It's fine, but it could have done with, if not an outfit pet or something <laughs> or a picture for the wall of like the songbirds mm-hmm. or yeah oh yeah we don't, don't have know. a painting of the the songbirds do we that would have <laughs> been a great idea uh, something yeah extra because that's only one item and it's you know on some people it doesn't even work <laughs> if you have the big like mafia yaksa like troubadour yeah. hair whatever it is that <laughs> oh, big yeah. massive quiff thing it doesn't show through that oh my god that's mm-hmm. true yeah. The crown does work for Vieira and Hrothgar. So yes. See, that. this is what we've been, that I, that's I my theory is, is I hope it's not true, but I hope this like this might become a trend because that's like a surefire way to make it fit on all races, like the hat. So we're just all gonna get like small hats that are like offset like this <laughs> on our heads. That's gonna be oh, the you can only never you can have so many outfits like that. So I don't think it's gonna be a thing. No, hope mm-hmm. not. No, they might just not have it. Feathers. Yeah, true. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, so, uh, I mean, what was last year's Little Ladies Day? Do we? Rem- do any of you remember? Was that the oh, ghost question. one? Or was that the no. one no, 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 It was no. longer ago than that. It's been a long time. Uh, it was some girl who was... I don't know. Oh, was it, was the, it the one girl? where she... Yeah, the sickly girl who wanted to come mm. out. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I quite liked that one. That at least had a story. <laughs> I f- feel like this was more like, I need a model. You be my model. Okay, thank you for winning the competition for me with one entrant. Even though they say oh, no, that last... we no. there were eight. Yes? Last year was Valentione's and Little Lady's Day combined. Oh, shit, oh. you're right. Oh, was it? That there... was last year's one. Oh, that's what it says on the lowstone 2021 one. So there wasn't like anything. Like what there was, was uh, it? 
It was a lovely Moogle cap and a stuffed Kupka cap. It was Valentine's. It was just Valentine's and not... What was the Little Ladies Day combo? What was that? Was it just it like... Put the decorations up after Valentine's had finished. That was it? That That's um, why we don't remember. That's why the memory is so hazy. Because it's actually yeah. two years <laughs> ago. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, so I would say compared to last year's, it's better. <laughs> because there wasn't any. Um, yeah. That's... They've been... Okay. Events have been weird for a while then. Yeah. This year was the worst though because they pushed ha- well one of them into the new Halloween into the new year or whatever. It's yeah. been weird. Yeah. That was just so out of place and weird. Yeah. It yeah. felt so strange. That oh. was weird. Uh okay. Well that's uh, little ladies' day. Uh let's uh move on to let's make a, a quick sidetrack because the um Viera naming conve- male was it just for male? Uh they've been yeah, added. Yeah the already, male names. We already had the yeah. The female Viera naming convention. Which, and they were just uh make it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want. So the male Deep names. Lore. This is deep lore names. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Sarah, no, if anyone plays a male Viera and you're not using these strict conventions, I will report you. It is it this it it's very comparable to Rogadon, like Seawolf names. Uh, because they're like there's a lot of um, consonants and not that many vowels. Um, mm. So uh, the the what do you mean? <laughs> you don't like the surname Jignevesfer? That we're we're getting we're getting to that. But we have the Rava, which is the least horrible ones. The the Rava uh, surnames. Um, they have. So what is so they it's essentially a word and then an element that's essentially the name for the rava uh so mm-hmm. <laughs> the first name is that was listed here is revnong which means worldly ice which translates as frost yes uh, and then <laughs> there's jit Nong, which is DJT. So this is where you're starting mm. to see the, the lack of vowels starting to like rear its ugly head. Meaning heavenly ice, which means moon. Uh, so you can see Rev is yeah. worldly and Jit is heavenly. Yeah. Nong is ice. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. That's essentially it. They all they're all variations of Rev or Jit. Jit. And then mm-hmm. uh, an element. Yes. Some of them make sense. Some of them don't. Right. Nong is ice. Maruk is water. Bidit is wind. Dvr uh, is lightning. Gilda is fire. And Setlas is earth. So I don't really mind this one. This I can sort of understand. It's a convention to it. I mean, there's a system I understand. It's a little bit forced, but it's fine. Yeah. But then we get to the Vina. Mm. Much more. Now. (laughs) You know, noble surnames there. The great houses. You have. So you have. Shadarwesfv, which means needle. 
Of course it does. But you can never with which means mm. which means sheath. Mona See that one. If it hadn't been for the Westfv, which is at the end of every fucking name, by the way. <laughs> it means guardian. Yeah. Um so uh Horle So sorry, that was Prism. It means guardian, but it doesn't feature within their actual settings. Well, they or are we saying does. like Shadar no. is Needle so your real means, name is Needle Guardian Wesov means Guardian so they're just not yeah. putting that in the translation because it's in every single name so prism Needle Guardian. Guardian, Sheath Guardian, Prism Guardian and for Shield Horl Wesov which means Shield Guardian um, and mm. the list goes on um, but that's okay because it doesn't matter because these are all forest names. Yes. And they adopt city names when they go out of the forest. Mm -hmm. So it could literally, city names could be whatever you want. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. No. no. Um, do male Vieira leave? <sighs> Originally mean, they didn't. There are examples but now of male Vieira leaving. That was very rare, but now we yeah. have to ignore that. <laughs> yeah, with the laws that, altered. That, that has clearly quickly. been changed. It's the same as that. That's not even worth discussing because this is a discussion from A Realm Reborn when we had Melee well, Kote. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's not that many in the story, even. And you're not going to count other players as like NPCs that you're seeing in the world. No. You know, it's another person. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Are you going to report Erinville, Mela? I can't. You're gonna report? They're not gonna. They can't remove him from the game just because he doesn't follow conventions. Oh right. It's right. only players. I'll report. Yeah. Okay. Gonna, he, anyone that's not following the convention, I will interrogate he, as to he their has, city name. And he has a lore. From. He has a lore period name. That's a city name. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's got a city cool. name. Yeah, I know. I okay. Um, some eleven news. <laughs> Believe it or not, <laughs> oh, uh, we're doing this now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's interesting that uh, Eleven is bringing back its Final Fantasy XIV crossover, which is a Spriggan event. Um, there are no characters from XIV as much as I as far as I know, but there are Spriggans in the game, uh, which uh, it's cool. You get the Spriggan outfit, which looks pretty wow. cute. Um, that looks. Yeah. That look at this cactuses. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it looks like chips. <laughs> what a game. Yeah. This is a game from 2002. Mm. Yeah, I think no. it looks good for so. 2002. Mm. Anyways, March 22nd is when Final Fantasy XI uh, crossover begins. Um, so uh, make sure you catch that. I'm sure there's like a free login period coming up as well they usually do uh, that when these things happen better make sure it's downloaded you're gonna um, do that little kill i might yes uh, uh see the old stomping ground go to juno juno <laughs> yeah that's where we uh, probably logged out last no yeah was it and you know that you're playing this game yeah no and that beach place with the ship that how far fun. last time i played 11 was when i played it with you like you and Georgi. so you, you took me on the first time we played it was just me you we took went to me juno miles away because you wanted to chocobo. like level 50 territory <laughs> and i can't kill anything and then really? with Georgi, we took went even further through these like planes with i mean it was cool well, it we, was were fun to we were trying to go to juno to yeah with with you yeah. anyways to get a chocobo but i don't know why we did that with Georgi. 
Well, that was just to show Juno. Juno is like an iconic city. It's like the city everyone wants to get to in Eleven because it connects. You know, it's a big deal. Um, but uh, yes, anyways, uh, I don't know how far we got. I guess we got to Juno when we played with Georgi as well. And that's probably where I logged out. Um, okay. <clears throat> um, so there you go. I think you got on the ferry and just waved at us goodbye. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abandoned us in this, like, endgame city. <laughs> Oh yeah, we were at like that sandy place, weren't we? The the beach, which I never remember. I've the name been of. there before. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Awful. All right. Uh, so there you go. Twilight's eleven, March twenty second, fourteen crossover. We won again, lads. Oh, we're just so good. We won all three awards we were nominated for. Uh, Game of the year. I mean, the most prestigious one. Uh, excellence in original score. And excellence in narrative by, uh, in the South by Southwest um, awards. So, congratulations. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, is this the first Game of the Year award we've won? Uh, I want to say... It's Shadowbringers. We've won so many now. We've reported on so many. I don't know... Or maybe it is. Because Game of the Year is very impressive for yeah. an MLR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least this is pro yeah, and this is South by Southwest, so this is a pretty big deal. Didn't we win mm -hmm. in? Um... No, that was maybe not Game of the Year. Maybe that was just no. Best we we we've, we've won Game of the Year before. Yeah, twenty nineteen for PlayStation uh, Lifestyle. Um, what else? Uh, oh, you're talking about all previous years. Oh yeah, we've definitely won yeah. Game of the Year before. I remember. That. Oh, oh, I thought you were asking. We're okay. No, I was just. I thought we were talking about this year because um, mm, we've won a lot of fun. awards this year, uh, and this game is old mm -hmm. now. So I mean, I, the the older fourteen gets, the more impressive it is to win Game mm. of the Year. The mm -hmm. boomer game still keeps going. Yeah, still keeps beating mm -hmm. Fortnite. Did. I'm not even going to utter its name. The other uh, MMO, uh, if that still gets. <laughs> <Why? laughs> wow. I'm not going to draw that ire. Uh, Age of Wushu? Yes. Oh, yeah. Age of Wushu. Does yeah, Age of Wushu, Wushu still yeah. get Game of the Year? Mm, yeah, know. yeah. It got, it got it last year, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we also won the um, Accessibility Award. Oh, yes. True. We won, um, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which which award was that? Like, which... Uh, publication or organization uh, I think it's just called the accessibility oh it's just Awards. called the accessibility award okay yeah 14 and is one very remapping I mean yeah you can remap everything so yeah that's, that's because this game is very accessible yes it is yeah yeah, yeah. there you go yeah well deserved game accessibility award yeah ah okay. I am excited particularly for the excellence in original score award uh, for winning that because we don't often win that Especially when you can, which is surprising, especially when you consider that this video game is like in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most songs in any video game. Yeah. I well, agree. And it always yeah. has such good music that you do think it's surprising when. It's good that we won it because wins. otherwise people would come with the argument that it's quantity over quality if you're doing mm -hmm. the like, oh, mm -hmm. but we're in the Book of World Records. But now we can say, hmm, well, we won some awards for it as well. So shut up. Uh, darling. Uh, all right. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's jump into some uh, Mogmail before we get into the main story. Mogmail you can send in at speakersxiv.com slash Mogmail. Let's go. 
This one's from... Oh, I know this one. Uh, from yeah, Melee, Algren, from Fairy. Um, MS... Nope, that's the wrong... That's Chokebunny's uh, Mogmel. <laughs> We're having some problems yeah, yeah, yeah. with uh, with the Mogmel system. All right, well, I'll just read your Mogmel, because uh, that didn't work. All right, let's do that again. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, dear speakers... I am writing to you all as per your request uh, for mog more Mogmail this Monday afternoon. I appreciate your concern over the lack of interest in your audience providing content for your main show on Saturday. However, I am unable to furnish you with the resources you have requested at this time, as the proper paperwork has not been filed with the Moogle Post Administration Office. Uh, that's Mela's job, uh, so... That explains a lot, uh, if we haven't done that. Uh, please supply the proper forms and submit your request in writing at 134 Bramble Branch Road, East Shroud, Black Shroud, Aorcia, and we will attempt to, to process your request at that time. Sincerely, this is a, lo this is a lot of bit. Sincerely, MPAO Administrator Mogdan Mogpom MPA. So now There's that 134 buildings on Bramble Branch Road in the East Shroud? I'll say Unrealistic. Right I wasn't aware. I thought you were still operating out of 76 Admirals Avenue. Oh, Limpson. I see. They've moved. So that's where I sent the paperwork. Well, but I guess it's been we'll, lost. So I'll have to we'll get sort that, that to after me. the show, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Resubmit. Yeah. Uh, so now that I've finished this arguably mediocre but enjoyable bit, I have to wonder. <laughs> like how you said it was enjoyable. Enjoyable. What uh, What are you on about? Uh, all right. But I have to wonder what kind of bureaucratic structures do you think exists in the world of Aorcia? How formalized and capable do you think they are? These kinds of background world-building things always fascinate me. Affectionately, Melee. The Arcanists Guild. Yes. We know that there's That's yeah, there's a customs uh, system. Um, I always liked that. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, so they have that. Uh, do we know we if they have, the... like... Is there a tax office in Aorcia? And, like, in I imagine the it's part of that. Like Melbourne's Gate. Not you I can imagine visit. there has to be a tax office because you get taxed when you true. buy things off the market board. That's, That's true. true. Okay, yeah. So we know that there is... Do you think... I miss... Yeah, go on, Georgi, go on. I miss when the taxes did change depending on the market boards Same. you're purchasing from. Now everything is a flat tax. Yeah. yeah. They've yeah. centralized. They've centralized. <laughs> uh, Charlayan has taken control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's teleportation. Big Charlene is here. <laughs> are, so this is another question. Are the Etherites private? Privatized? <laughs> or are they state-owned, do you think? Is it they public transport? Private. <laughs> They're privatized because you can shut... Can't you shut off access to them if you want? I mean, you could you do can. that. Yeah. So the someone must own that. Oh, yeah, but I don't... I think they're like... Oh, I think it's a mixture. I yeah. think there are probably state-owned ones, but mm. there'll be there's no central like Etherite council. No. When you no. first unlock the Etherite, there's a dude like approaches you and it's like you have to pay a fee, but is mm -hmm. that that's just is that like a just a city guard that does that? It's to Cairo. Yeah. yeah. So You know yeah. I imagine how it works is that you commission Charlian builders to build it in your city and then that is city owned after yeah. that. With maybe there's some kind of like percentage tax you, you pay towards Charlian. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense cuz obviously the city has to pay for the construction mm. of the etherite mm. or the settlement. Um okay. Though some of these etherites in stranger locations uh yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> that's different. That <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like the Ondo cups. Like, who paid for that? Those. Yeah, not, even, uh, not uh, even accounting for the ones that are in like Amoratine or space right. locations. Yeah, those <laughs> also the ten contos. Ten contos. Ten contos. The ones. Locations. Sorry, what? The what? The ones that you go to for when you teleport to like Titan's Cave and stuff. They're technically etherites. Yeah, but they're more like natural crystals that the, the they've set up. Like the, 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 they look. And they're also weird. one directional. Yeah, they're one. But directional. that is also yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was I was mentioning the Tenkonto or Tenkoto, the ones that the are made in the Far East independently from Charlian. Mm. Mm. Yes, true. How do they do that? Don't they make them out of wood? Yeah. Don't worry. Um, don't think too much about it. <laughs> uh, Listen, you pay the fee for wherever you're going to or leaving from, whichever works better. Uh huh. Yeah. So if you're going from space to like Alda, you're not paying the, oh, the yeah. space tax. <laughs> you're paying you're paying Alda tax <laughs> for the, the destination fee. Yes. Yeah. And but if you leave Alda to the moon. It's the way around. But what if I'm traveling from the abode of the air to Camp Omicron? Who am I paying, Rolo? Uh, who constructed it? You, you leave it on the ground so someone can, like, you know, use that's, it securely. No, that's the power of our. That's the power of our dynamis. We enforced <laughs> like uh, ethereal taxes. Right. Right. Or you know what? Maybe there's a fee for every teleport that you pay directly to Charlian. Right, so it's not like local or anything. It's like just go straight to them. So uh -huh. anytime you use one, maybe yeah. I like paying Charlians for when I go back in time. Yeah, it could be like once you've attuned to like one ether, right? You're like that's your you've got a running like you you will pay to that state forever. The money always goes to the city state you started in. So if you start in Limsa, all your fees go to Limsa. Sold. What if the money I've goes to the anyone. people who construct the map dungeons? Who's funding those? How is there like a hundred thousand okay. gil just floating around we can... in these labyrinthine dungeons? This is lore that was never meant to be explored. This we were never meant to dig this deep. <laughs> Uncharted territory. Yeah, right here. <laughs> they have... talk about taxes. <laughs> Another public transport that they have is ferries. We have ferries. Um, airships. Well, those, uh, are usually those are private. Yeah. We know at least that the air, the airships are private because they're run yeah. by Sid's company. Um, but the ferries, we Could don't know. Possibly. Um, although they are owned by Sid's company, surely he has to pay some. He has to pay a the city yeah, cause, states because the city have states have like literally the docks. Ulda has like sacrificed the whole top portion of the palace exactly. to hold a, a, a station. We're so. in such our element where we're just talking about the minutiae <laughs> between fucking taxes and fees for public transportation in a goddamn video game. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. Um, yeah, well, uh, it is... It, I, sometimes I think about it, though, when I like look at... Like, you, you put something up on the market burn, like, you're going to have to pay this in fees. And I'm like, what even is this why <laughs> like such, such weird thing to do like oh yeah i'm paying taxes in this fantasy game um okay well uh there you go i don't know if how how formalized like structure in the city let's just let's make it simple 
the three city states that you start in. Let's go with those. Yeah. How much bureaucracy do you think there is, for instance, in Limsa Laminsa? Like, how oh. functional <laughs> is this state? <laughs> just enough to get by. <laughs> yeah. From top to bottom, Uldar has the most. Uldar is by far, yeah, yes, the best. And then system. it's an argument either way, because although the pirates of Limsa Laminsa are probably not very lawful. They have the arcanist skill, and they seem to have a lot of like customs and excise duties and yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I think, but Gradania, what does that have? Well, yeah. So I... Taxed by the, the fucking elementals. Well, chat, chat is pointing yeah, you out you live, that you don't die. They all city states share one thing. They all have like a local uh, police force. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's the Yellow Jackets, there's the Wood Whalers, and then there's for Uldar the uh, Brass Blades, which. Brass blades, not a great reputation because they can because be they bought. Didn't get paid enough. Yeah, they can be bought but, out. <laughs> all three city states have a police force. Yes. None of them have a fire force. No, there's no fire. <laughs> Who fights fires? The magic people. I mean, what's what's a fire if you, some magic dude can just go, oh, water aga. <laughs> That's done. Excuse me, there's no water aga in this game. Water, uh, sorry. Fluid aura. Fluid aura. Yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, she's water. You still uses water spells. Yeah, NPC still. She does. She's like water four or something. Yeah. Yeah, but she's not. Not she's the only one. So why don't? Well, maybe we can't use fluid aura because it's reserved for the fire fighters. So the fire majors. Yeah. That's what they took away from White Mage too. Yeah. One last thing. <laughs> but okay. But so... you should have water spells. <laughs> but you don't. You should. Yeah. So Limsa, I can kind of get because there's an admiral on top, and you kind of have some sort of system. Like they have the they have a customs a office. In they have command and yeah. There's a command structure. Yeah, like I said, Gridania. How the fuck does that work? Because there's the spiritual leader that speaks one word per hour, and ah. Uh. But she's not even the one in command because she's at the bidding of some magical invisible people who yeah. she tells she talks to her. Yeah, <laughs> sure can, I said Yeah, yeah. Sure they're talking to you. <laughs> um, yeah, well, there you go. Um, there's there's some structure, but we never learn about them. About them. Maybe that's a, that would be a very boring... <laughs> Expansion or a patch, just to That'd learn about the bureaucracy of Limsa Limsa. Yeah, <laughs> taxes and death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you, Amelie. Um, uh, yeah, we can we can do the, the one more. All right. Uh, next uh, mog mail uh, is uh, sent to us from the Hero Maniac. Oh, Hero Maniac from Cactuar. What do you guys think of storybook dungeons? Dungeons showing past events being narrated to us by another party. We got our first one as our final MSQ dungeon in Shadowbringers with Amarat, and the final MSQ dungeon of Endwalker was the same format with the dead ends. The Stigma Dreamscape uh, also falls into this category. It was a cool idea, but even now with three of our dozens of dungeons, it feels... I feel its novelty is already wearing out. What do you guys think? Not with Amarat. And less so with Dead Ends. It's it's the stigma dreamscape that I felt within the same expert roulette to have two dungeons with the same like portal gimmick. I don't think that was a wise move. <laughs> no. I agree. The stigma dreamscape is interesting though because we are actively affecting something. We are we are like rewriting 
a machine's mm -hmm. memory. Yes, mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah, whereas Dead Ends is purely theatrical. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. I kind of don't... Yeah, I'm kind of done with it now. <laughs> I feel... I don't... Do we don't... You know, I don't... Why are we telling other people's stories? You know what I mean? Like in the dungeon, I want to experience our story in a dungeon. But the ones we have are so good, though. I will say, yeah, they are good. I just hope this isn't like going to be a thing like going forward. Just another dungeon about a civilization we know nothing about. We'll see a glimpse in a dungeon and be like, oh, they died. And then we don't hear anything about it again. That's kind of what bothers mm. me, I think, with these dungeons, is that we see these, like, little windows into civilizations you just know you'll never hear from again. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I uh, suppose that's why Amorot was good. Yeah. Yes, that's Yoshi true. Yoshi P's sweating right now with Galmora as the next dungeon, but... Uh, yeah. And uh, you were known as, as Galmora. Yeah. We lived underground and ate the mushroom or something. <laughs> the mole men of Galmora. Yeah. <laughs> that would that would be nice, because that's like a Yorcian story. I would that would be fine. So your issue is <laughs> more with the fact that these are just made like purely made yeah, up. Yeah, these a are made up for just yeah. a gimmick in a exactly. dungeon. Yeah. Mean nothing to me. Uh Whereas with the Stigma one, at least they're actually like the dragons. And the Omicrons are pure law for Aeosia. Yeah. 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 But the dead ends actually was just nothing. Yeah. Like, none of it matters. Nope. Nope. Um still a cool dungeon though. But yeah, I feel oh, yeah. I do I do Great agree music. that the novelty uh, has, they has did worn too, out. Yeah, a they did too me. much too quickly. Yeah. Um, okay, thank you uh, for sending in Mogmail. Remember to send us Mogmail at speakersxiv.com slash Mogmail. Speakersxiv.com slash Mogmail. All right, let's uh, move into our uh, main story. We have, we'll start with a Famitsu survey, uh, which this, this is part of the big interview. So the interview has like two pieces to it. There's a, a huge survey... Uh, and then there's the interview with Yoshida, um, Ishikawa, and Oda. Uh, we'll start with the survey. Um, so these are these uh, questions sent out to the Japanese um, player base. Um, so there were uh, 2,060 respondents. 53% were women. 41% were men. 6% other slash didn't answer. Uh, and age breakdown was... And this is interesting... Only 4% were teenagers. 40% were in their 20s. I mean, 39, 39% 30s. 14% 40s. 3% 50s. 0.3% 60 and up. <laughs> it is... Oh boy, interesting yeah. mix-up here. The youngins don't like this game. No. No, that's, that's like 4% teens, like... Maybe 18 and 19-year-olds would fill this out, but, you know, like, some younger people probably aren't reading Famitsu and want to fill out some surveys. Why did you say 18, game? 19? Like, 16 is the age limit. Isn't it, isn't it even lower? Well, I, don't know. Said... I mean, 13 is a teen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know, but, I mean, I'm but assuming I'm thinking they're polling young, the, the younger they are, the less the likely they would want to fill it mm. out. They're I mean, just too busy. Young, how many young people are playing MMOs? Exactly. That's what days. I'm trying to point out, is that... There is a low percentage of people of young people playing MMOs. Um, that is true. That is just the truth. I mean, how how many teenagers have we met 
in 14 i mean you wouldn't know but you, you mean, kind of know. really talk about our age no that's games. true that's mm. true but still there, there yeah, was one dude in my fc a long time ago who's like 70 or 60 i think he was just the strangest man yeah, ever one of those yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're not they, that's yeah yeah they're calm nice fellow just a little bit of a weirdo i mean Regarding teenagers, I mean, remember Yoshi P's son plays uh, Fortnite. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is the They're game. They're on that Fortnite game. But he's he's like a he's like a college student. He's like twenty something. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. But he started early. Yeah, Fortnite's been around for a while. <laughs> I think I think he's just not playing fourteen because this is dad's game, possibly. <laughs> Even though yeah. I, if that if my dad had like a massive like mmo like if he was he heading that i would be playing stuff. this shit and i'd be like my dad no one would believe me though that's the thing if <laughs> i was like what what you, my dad's the director dad? producer <laughs> if i was a in teenager every dungeon, hell yeah in every dungeon my dad made this game <laughs> oh, you just said my i dad, don't know like, about that at. because <laughs> my dad <laughs> my dad because <laughs> so many like Actors always talk about how their children don't want to watch them. I can imagine it's a very similar thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see right. how my dad writes a story. Right. Exactly. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. 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 Especially uh, when it gets the unbridled eroticism or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, so I want to do the rising. I, that's the only way I can talk to my father. <laughs> oh, awful. Uh, so, uh, so now you know the demographic. Uh, let's get, move on to. Uh, also, should we? Do you want to comment on the fact that there were more women than men? Fifty-three percent yeah. women. That's the thing we've That's talked a... about a lot in fourteen. Is that for an MMO? Yeah. This is how, there's a lot of women playing this game, yeah. which is nice. There's a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And yet, this is a podcast full of dudes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we are the minority <laughs> now, so we are. That's good. We are a minority yeah, podcast. Minority, representing. <laughs> Even if you looked at the, <laughs> yeah, the demographic of people that like make content about fourteen, the majority of them are still men. Yes, true. I guess I don't but know. There's I can't more women than that. you would think. Yes, there are more women than you would think. Yes. But less than you. How would many hold? women would you think there would be? Well, I would say that we are like fourteen's creative community has like. There's, There's like one of prominent women. I would say Sephla yeah. is like one of the big faces of yeah. the creative community in 14. She's so. one yeah. of the biggest people within it. Yeah. And there are lots of other people who do, you know, content like Mistech and stuff. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, think about it for other games. Like right now, tell me a popular Dark Souls female YouTuber. I don't know even a male Dark Souls YouTuber. Oh, well, then you have. You're not, so this like question isn't for you. <laughs> this question isn't for you, Mela. Shut up. This question isn't for you. Be it's silent. not for you. But here's the thing. The thing, Rollo, is I don't know if this question is for any of us other than you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So, Rollo, tell us a male and a female Dark yeah. Souls YouTuber. <laughs> I, I can tell you, there's like Iron Pineapple. It's a male one. Or Vadi Vidya. It's a male one. I don't know any lady ones. Okay, well, okay. The point is, there is, uh, (laughs) there is a lot of uh, women playing fourteen. So, uh, moving on uh, to characters' gender. Fifty-six percent of respondents play as a female character. Forty-four percent play male. Uh, That's a fairly even split, which is possibly surprising. I don't know. Yeah. This is broken down further between the the gender. So of male respondents, 47% play as a man and 53% as a woman. 
And for female respondents, 40% play as a man and 60% play as a woman. Again, fairly even. So people are com comfortable mm. with either. Yes. Which is cool. Yes. You just want to play dress up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, moving on to race. Um, this probably isn't going to surprise anyone. I think this is pretty well, much what you bit. expect. Okay, we'll see. Mikote on top, 25%. Mm -hmm. That's not a surprise. No. no. Second, Aura. Still doesn't really surprise me. Female Aura is very popular. Um, that that yes. surprises me. I cannot. Re <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Sorry. I hate their daintiness. It's so stupid. Stop looking like that. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, 17, this is perhaps the, 17% play as Lalafell. Lalafell is very popular in Japan. Yeah, this is, yeah, this I remember is a Japanese, Japanese yeah. Hyur is 14%. Viera is at 12%. That's the one that surprises me. You wanted it to be higher? Like, you would expect I it to be higher? I expect it to be higher, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a That's new race. I think that drive people away from it yeah yeah because yeah. a lot of people uh, almost every vr i've seen seems to be wearing the default armor trousers <laughs> or whatever yeah yeah it's nice and lacy and lakeel is right it is still a new race like i know that our eyes oh, are the base race, but, but... yeah we'll get to that <laughs> well we'll get to that but our have been in the game since 2015 yeah yeah and to be fair 19 percent is not much different from 12%. Makote is such a big majority there. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. Yeah. Ellison is at 8%. Uh, and then Honestly we start... higher than I would have expected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it starts to drop like a rock These last two are a bit Rogadon, 3% 3, 3 and Rothgar oh. at 2%. <laughs> That's <laughs> sad. I really like Rothgar up until the community took control of them. <laughs> What does but, that mean? What? What does that mean? I don't know what you mean by uh, that. You know, I just thought Rothgar are a cool design, but a lot of weird people play Rothgar, it seems. Well, um, the problem uh, with Rothgar is that they have by far the least customizability of any race. Yeah. That is also true. Yeah. But uh, don't just be playing Makote. That I agree with. That's so vanilla. It's, yeah. it's hey, very. Percent of this I mean, it's okay. It's okay to be a Mikote, but if you no, I think that's you know the what wrong attitude you can enforce. play it's whatever you okay want. To be I am not going to get keep any. You play what you want to play. That's they're the majority. Don't let Mela dictate what you should be playing. You and can be whatever you want. A seeker of the sun. That's a problem. That more, more like that a one. seeker of the bomb. Got him. Okay. All right, moving on. In the last... I'm also glad, by the way, that this one sort of... Because I th always thought I was playing the vanilla race, like here. I mean, technically, I am. It's just a human. But, but in terms of number, I am not even top three. So, you know. No. That's, well, that's in Japan. Because... I actually in Japan. Think, I actually Japan. think you are top three in the West. But we don't have... Also, this is for right respondents. Now. This does not account for gill sellers. Because they were not part of this how survey. Do you, how do you know? <laughs> what if all 2,000 people are guild sellers? I don't think guild sellers are, are very common in Japan based on your experiences. 
I don't know. I I I, I don't play in Japan. Um, all right. In the last Famitsu survey, Viera were at five percent. Oh, that's interesting. So it has gone up. And again, it's a new race, so it's slowly getting up there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it looks like the addition of male Viera, which have been popular with Japanese women, helped to oh. more than double it. Okay, so this is about f uh, play frequency. This is interesting. <laughs> uh, so, the options are almost every day, three to five days a week, when a new patch releases, one to two days a week, and other, which... custom time schedule, I guess. Mm. Uh, okay, so almost every day is at top. Okay, so I kind of gave it away. That's chronologic. Uh, chron uh, but <laughs> here we go. Almost every day is at 69%. Nice. Wow. nice. Nice. Three to five days a week, 19%. So it's a massive drop. Most people play every day in this survey. Almost mm. every day. Yeah. Well, to be fair, though, I feel like if you're going to respond to a survey like this, most likely you are someone who's going to be playing. That's a good point. Often. That's true. So yeah. I, I think it's kind of skewed, the, yeah. the sample. True. And, uh, yeah. Or, you know, people like Lukiel who log in every day, perhaps, and then walk away for four hours until that, it logs them out. You can't do that right now. No, no, but that's the no sort of cat. way you used to play. Hey, Tifa. Um, yeah, I'm watching the cat today, so I apologize uh, for the, the, the tale. Uh, okay, so when a new patch releases, is at 7%, um, and one to two days a week is 4%, uh, and other is 1%. I wonder if that's just one person. What? Like, actually, I have a schedule. I play like, <laughs> like on. Uh, let's think about like, every full moon. Work on an oil rig. Oh, yeah. And you can you come home for three months and play, and then you can't play for three months or whatever. Yeah. Like there's some jobs have that sort of thing. Just yeah. in time for a patch. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we'll ever become when a new patch release players. Yes. Yeah. It's always when you know things are slowing down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, free company membership. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, who don't show your ass? Uh, who uh, does not uh, join a free company at some point, right? I feel like most people well. that say no are going to be new players, but uh, yes is at eighty-seven percent. So eighty-seven percent of the respondents are in a free company. Twelve percent no, uh, and one percent. Yeah, I love the one percent. No answer. I refuse to answer. They're not part of a free company. Why is that? Why are you embarrassed about it? Why are they're you embarrassed even, about it because they can't make friends. Why are so you even like, doing oh. this survey? Like, what is this? Why this question is the one that you're going to be like? No, I refuse to respond to um, this question. Well, why did they you? give the option? It's a private matter. Yeah, maybe it was like a non-required question. It was a write-in, Rollo. They just uh, added that in themselves. Like, no I refuse answer. to answer this one. Okay, so that doesn't really surprise me. Now let's talk about. Favorite oh, class so much slash here. job. This is a lot, so we have to just go yeah, just quick. quickly through this. Uh, <clears throat> at the top, I think this is surprising, but I don't know. Uh, Dragoon, mm, yes, ten percent top, highest. White Mage second. That's a, that, this makes sense because it's it's the only healer you unlock at the you can unlock at the beginning of the game. True, it's, but it's the mm. last one you won in your group. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, true. Um, Bard. So there's it's tied at seven percent. Bard and Red Mage and White Mage seven percent. Summoner, Paladin, Dark Knight six percent. Black Mage, Samurai, Scholar five percent. 
Gunbreaker High is kind of surprising to me, to be honest. <laughs> Gunbreaker, Reaper, Ninja, Monk, Machinist, Dancer, Warrior at 4%. Astrologian, Sage, 3%. There's that 1% again. None in particular. 1%. Still more popular than Blue Mage. And then Blue Mage at the absolute bottom. 0.2%. <laughs> The diehard blue majors. What on earth? I uh, think this question was pointless. This is a point. Yeah, kind because of. Why? there's like 1% between almost all of them. Yeah. So it basically just says, we generally like them all fairly equally, but Dragoon maybe a bit more. Yeah. In a, in a game where you can like... S there's too many classes this to have game, a question. Like yeah, this. it doesn't work with this And game. you can play them all. So if you could only main one class, this would be a much better question. Yeah. So there's an explanation for the Dragoon thing. Many of those who picked Dragoon as their favorite favorite mentioned that they like Dragoon characters in other Final Fantasy games. Or they fell in love with the class in the Heavensward trailers. What the hell? I know so Dragoon many people who were like, when the gauntlet went on in the trailer and there's the ka-chunk thing, they yeah. were like, I gotta play. <laughs> I've known like, at least five people that saw that. And now all they do is play Dragoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so can't do that, Mela. <laughs> no, I mean, like, if you go on to then play Dragoon and it's your favorite, fine. But if it's like, hmm, I like Kane, so yeah. I'm gonna pick Dragoon in Final what's Fantasy 14. What's wrong with that? Because it's not, it's, it's a different the, game. Isn't it the only game that's like, like, oh, sorry, the only class that you can start in the game that's from the start that's like overtly a like r reference to that to another game? Oh, well. A specific game, Dragoon. Didn't it start with Kane? I guess so. There you go. If Kane I is a popular so. figure in Japan, it makes sense that they'd be like, oh, that's his class. That's what I'm going to play. But then, like, mm, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. Well, to be fair, you start as a Lancer. Lancer yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah. true. Uh, okay. This one's probably a little more interesting, uh, but it makes sense. Um, no, actually. Mm. Favorite crafter or gatherer class? The top one does not surprise me that that's culinarian. It is the one that generates the safest form of income because yes. it's consumables and raiders mm -hmm. need food. There you go. You're set. Second is a little interesting. None in particular at 16%. I mean, I agree yeah, with that. Because after, after culinarian... What? A, yeah. What? Who, are you going to say Weaver? Every, Your favorite's Weaver? Why? plays the same. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't even know if there's any point reading these, but Fisher at 14%, Weaver at 11 Botanist at 10 Alchemist 9 Miner 7 Carpenter 4 Goldsmith 4 Blacksmith 3 Leatherworker 1 And Armorer 1% I kind of, yeah, I yeah. sort of reflect that. Sounds about right. Say so that Fisher being as high as it is makes sense, because it's the Consumable. only one that has any sort of unique game. Yeah, <laughs> that too, that too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Fisher it's also ingredients for the culinarian, so it kind of makes sense that as well. Uh, you see that, uh, I mean, Weaver is above Botanist, which is interesting, but Botanist too supplies the culinarian, so it makes Weaver sense for it to be higher. Weaver has um, a lot of glamour options and also minions to oh, craft, true. maybe that's, that's true. Why. Yeah, true, true, true. All right, this is interesting. Time respondents yeah. started playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, so, you know what? I want to start at the bottom 
and then work our way up because that I think that's more interesting. Okay. It's not in percentage order. No, this is in uh, the order of a year. So yeah, let's start yeah. with 1.0. So 2010 to 2016 out of the respondents, 6%. Well, 2012. 2010 to 2012, sorry, 6%. That's, that's 1.0. That's the regretters. Yeah. Yeah. How many of them that's are still you, just yeah, him. that's technically me. And six percent out Just of two thousand. Six percent. That's yeah, he's a big boy. He feels very wide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Twenty thirteen. So a realm reborn. Sixteen percent. Twenty fourteen. Six percent. Yeah, technically started then, but then had a gap. Hmm. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Well, it's 2014, 2013 ish. It, okay. I mean, it, I mean, it came out in August of twenty thirteen. So right. you know, yeah, all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2015, 5%. 2016. That's the Heaven's Waters. Yes. 2016, 6%. 2017. This is where you start seeing the number going up. 2017, 7%. Stormblooders. 2018, oh. 8%. 2019, 12%. The Shadowbringers. And then massive jump. 2020, 20%. And then 2021 to 2022, 12%. Sorry, I closed the door for my cat. So that is make... ridiculous, though. <laughs> like, how big the recent years are. That's crazy. It surged. It's kind really? of interesting <laughs> that, like, Heavensward is actually the lowest point in terms of joining. It, think... it was still I a niche back then, is the thing. Yeah. It was still a niche, yeah. and it was only after Heavensward and people <clears> started <throat> to get, like, see... That, oh, this MMO might be a bit more than just an MMO. Yeah. That, yeah. like, it has received, like, public adoration. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I started on a Rum Reborn launch, but dropped off when my FC died. And I think I came back 15 or 16. Mm. Also, mm -hmm. people are right, 2020 COVID, so. <laughs> true. It's true. Uh, okay, yes, moving true. on. Uh, we need to speed up. Uh, favorite cat hairs everywhere. Favorite Yummy. song. Uh, popular popular choices included "Flow," "Answers," "Dragon Song," "Close in the Distance," "Endwalker Footfalls," "To the Edge," "Tomorrow and Tomorrow," "Torn from the Heavens," "Neath Dark Waters," uh, "Triumph." Uh, other mentions included the twinning theme and "Old Charlian Night Music." Not that Damn. surprising. Is Triumph the <clears throat> boss theme from Stormblood? Yeah. Sure. It that's is. interesting. Of all the boss themes, that's the one that people most like. I know Rollo likes it, or at least I'm pretty sure you do, don't you? I, I like it more than Heaven's Word, but my favorite is still uh, Shadowbringers, uh, right. Insatiable. Mm -hmm. Which I'm surprised it's not on here, Insatiable. Hmm. Yeah, it is not. The majority of them are like what you'd expect, though. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Most of these are lyrical songs, which yeah. are the ones that you would imagine get caught in people's heads the easiest. Easier to remember, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, uh, favorite equipment, which is an interesting thing uh, to ask. Wow. So popular popular choices included the Neo-ish Guardian set. I mean, good, good set. set. That's a good set. The uh, Edenmorn set. That's which the last one. Which, which yeah. one is that? <laughs> That's the last tier. has like lots of has um oh, guys outfit. It's the one that has, looks oh, like the, guys yeah, outfit. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. And it has like the fur coats and all that. It's just right, really nice. Right. Yeah. The rebel coat, which is good. Um, very nice. Coat. And house for Tom uh, kite shield. So. Oh, of course. Wonder why. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, 
Favorite Great mount. Question. So, I mean, there's nothing to add to that. That's, this I mean, fine. good. Pop, uh, favorite mount. Popular choices included the standard Chocobo. Glad uh, to see that. Yeah. Argos and the SDS Fenrir. I mean, it's the only mount that has a buff. <laughs> yeah. Other mentions included the Regalia, Amaro, Grani, Black Chocobo, Ugh. and Deathclaw. Deathclaw? <laughs> it's the funniest mount. Or one of the funniest. I think out of this one, Grani is by far the ugliest mount. And the one that I use the least out of these. Well, I never use you any use of these. You use the Regalia but... more. Yeah. I've, I've definitely used the Regalia more than I've used the Grani. I don't remember the last okay. time I used the Grani, to be honest. <laughs> I'm surprised to see Argos on there. Yeah, I, he's like relevant right now. He's yeah, yeah recently he's relevant, so it's probably why. It's, yeah. he is actually really weird. I forgot that I had that. Yeah, that's a yeah, just a dog. Um, yeah, it's just a glowing golden dog. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Minfilia. Yeah. Well, true. I hate I hate Argos so much. I don't like that man at all. <laughs> no, it's not my favorite roulette. I hate its eyes. <laughs> it just looks at you. Hmm. All right. Why do you hate the Granny? The Granny looks horrible. It also doesn't. I don't like it. I've never liked the Grani. Um, I like the Grani. I use that a lot in Shadow Rings. Favorite minion? Uh, pop well, actually, the Grani makes more sense now. They actually got a lore explanation, didn't it, recently? Mm -hmm. So yeah, mm -hmm. that was what Same bothered me. Yeah. yeah, it bothered me before because it just came out of nowhere. It didn't mean anything. I'm like, what the fuck is this creature? Why am I writing this? Um, mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, now the Endwalker mountain makes no sense. Right. There's no lore yeah. explanation for that. No. Oh no! Didn't, didn't they? Cool paladin. Didn't they or... say it was uh, was it La Habrea that made it or something? Someone made it, and it's just a fucked up horse with lots of legs. Oh, is that the actual lore explanation for it? I might be wrong, but I feel like that's. I remember something like that about a. Sure. Uh, that's how it came to be. I don't care about the collector's edition mounts. They don't. I don't. They. Uh, they've. Ne they've never been a draw for me. They always like. They got. We got the big fucking Lapras. The Sildra. Mount. Yeah, that the one was amazing. <laughs> cool, but Sildra feels slow as fuck. It's too big. Yeah. It's too big. I don't like Sildra, but I liked the last two. Yeah. All right. Um. Favorite minions. Uh. Midgard Stormer, Starbird, and Fat Cat. Um. Yeah, that's the top. Okay, three. mega recency bias then, because like Starbird, whatever. Yeah, it's just a. I know. We've already had that, Bluebird, and that no is recency that, bias. But there you go. Yeah, other matches included Namasu, Notkin, and the Major General, <sighs> aka the Not Shark Ken. One. I love the Major General. Yeah, I like him too. Good. <laughs> Namasu, not Golden Namasu. Now this, moving on. This is like the big one. Favorite main story. Uh, and this is where recency oh. bias obviously is going to be very, very difficult so. to like separate mm -hmm. here because at the top you will have Endwalker at forty six percent, and that's just come on now, <laughs> that's recency <laughs> I, bias. If I mean, I mean that you know, it's definitely recency. But bias. I, that's so I'm so actually like more interested. Of it. I'm more interested in the ones below because that's yeah. that feels more. But again, yeah. So Shadowbringers, thirty seven percent. Yeah. Heavensward, 11%. They're so wrong. Stormblood drops all the way down to 4%. 4% still too high for Stormblood. And at the very <laughs> bottom, with a meager 2%, is a Realm Reborn. That's so bizarre. No, that's not bizarre. A that's realm, not bizarre. A Realm Reborn story compared to these expansions is... It definitely pales. Yeah. It, but there's like 
there's no nostalgia bias or anything. It's like well, people have just good? sworn it off. I don't know, maybe, but I mean, I feel like that makes it. Two I mean, percent's crazy. A, a Realm Reborn story in my life isn't that good. It, it no, was, no, I know. It's it not. was hastily started, patched together. Mela, Mela, we yeah. started and a Realm Reborn playthrough, and we stopped because we got bored. Well, yeah, that is true. No, a Realm Reborn wasn't amazing. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I, I'd it's be just the interesting one, that it's so low. Yeah. I'd be the one with the nostalgia bias. I, I just, I like a Realm Reborn. It's just comfy. It's like a, it it's like coming comfy. home. I agree with that. It's like, I we have a personal connection to a Realm Reborn, so there's like a, we enjoy a Realm Reborn, but it's not great compared to like the other <laughs> expansions, is it? Uh, yeah, I agree with I don't agree with Endwalker having that big a percentage because I think a lot of that is at recency bias. I no. I would say the fact that Shadowbringers is still as high as it is even after Endwalker's release will sh sh probably shows that it will probably end up higher. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Shadowbringers is definitely still the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, this is a weird question. Favorite subquest? Uh, so uh, side, side quest, quest. I guess. Yeah. Um, but the answers are make sense. Hildebrand. Yeah. Post Moogle, Tales of the Dragon Song War, Sandwiches and Pretzels. What is that? Uh, Which one? Sandwiches and Pretzels? Isn't that the Graha? Or yeah. Kristara? No. Is, is that a side that's quest? That's not a side quest. That's that MSQ. MSQ. Uh, sandwiches and Pretzels quest line. What's oh, that? okay. That's the one where you find. That's where you meet Papa Limo's father. Okay. Oh um, yes. I've not done that yet. Oh god, all okay, right. Okay, that's fair. That makes sense. Okay. Return to Ivelisse, the Dark Knight quest line, and Sorrows mm -hmm. of Whirlit. So Sorrows choices. of Whirlit is up there. Uh, but I, I agree. I think it's one of the best um I thought Sorrows I thought the Whirlit quest lines were really good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Way preferred that side of it than the Bosjan side. Even though they were slightly tied for a while. Yeah, like Bosja really lost its way. I felt. Well, I had we had. I, had, I, don't, I don't mind Bosja. I don't. Well, I mean, I don't. I mind hated it, that woman but... in it, and I didn't like that she turned into the queen or whatever, and it all went a bit weird. You didn't like Misaya. <laughs> I hated Misija. Misija. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't stand I, her. Uh, I thought we all said we really liked. Um, no, Mela uh, never liked it. Mela oh, was never liked. Mela was never a fan. I liked, I liked Bosja, and I liked the Bosjan quest for the most part, but Whirlit was much better. Mm. I love how Mela refuses to update how he refers to Bosja. Yeah, yeah. You're still Bosja. on Bosja. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, right. Favorite zones? Uh, Churning Mists. What? That's so it, weird. Insanity. What? Can what? we just get a what, please, what? on that? The brownest, I'm most sorry, boring, what? blandest zone ever. <laughs> the the only interesting the thing there is... Dragons and Heavenswood, but still... That's... Mm, They're yeah. not that nostalgic for them, Georgie, because they give Heavenswood like a 4%. Yeah. <laughs> no, Heavenswood was 11%. Heavensward, Heavensward was 11 yeah. Well, still, though. It's not that high. Uh, and if you want Dravania, go for Dravania. The Hinterlands and Forelands are so much nicer. Churning, yeah, churning mist is awful. Or even go for cloud, a sea of clouds. At least it's green. Yeah. Uh, oh. Amarot, Elpis, Mare Lamentorum. Yeah. I like Amarot because that's not the zone. They only like one half of the zone. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. The Tempest. They yeah. didn't like all of it. No. Uh, Which is fair because actually the first half is 
not that nice looking. It's like Sestasha. It. It's fine, but it's not I prefer the music personally, but I know I'm in the well, minority. The music's good. That. Yeah. And again, I see there's a little bit of recency bias because I think almost all of the... There's a lot of Endwalker zones in here. Mare Lamentorum, the Crystarium, Old Charlian, uh, Ultima Thule, and the Sea of Clouds. Uh, Azim I... Step. Oh, there's more. Sorry. Azim Step, Limsa Laminsa, Southern Thanalan, and East Shroud. There you go. Southern Thanalan. Limsa Laminsa. I, guess... I think... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You go first, Rollo. I was gonna say I said I guess so the Antlion's kinda of interesting because it's like a a big desert area, which we don't really have anywhere else. Yes. Well no, but we have uh I don't know, I give up. I guess they just like <laughs> it because it's it, it's the nicer I... part of Thandalin, I think. It's south southern because it has mm -hmm. the little desert area. But yeah, going your I think old Charlian is going to maintain its popularity because yes. our, so many of our characters have ties to it. Ultima Thule, I think, is interesting just because of its ties to dragons and the Omicrons. Mare Lamentorum, though. No, I disagree with Mare Lamentorum. <laughs> they had one underground cave bit. Yeah. They should have had loads of underground caves. It should have been like half, it should have been a hollow. Not the rabbit hmm. place, though. I don't want I, I hate going to the fucking Loperit place. Yeah. It's the just... ruin the moon. I rap. like Mario Lamentorum, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite zone. No. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. I just It's cool to be on the moon. I like the Cradle of Darkness, but it's especially the when moon. they still had Zodiac. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, favorite characters. This is not gonna surprise anyone. Number one, Emmet Selk, number two, Grahatia, wow. number three, wow. Horshafond, and no one wow. no one bats an eye because this is expected. We'll say Horshafont has massive staying power. He has not existed in an alive sense since Heavenswood. I know. Well, I, he keeps I'm being referenced that, though. though. They keep him alive in that sense. In the game. Hey, they reference They reference yourselves, don't. Oh, okay, yourself was done dirty. I hate that. I hate. Her. I hate the, how she died, and I hate in that. In fairness, Gyorgi Horshafont was probably the last character that actually died and stayed dead. Mm. Hey, Papa so, Lima's still dead. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Papa Reps in Papalimos. Minbrida. Minfilia um, still dead. She was. Yeah. Minbrida was. took a while before. for her to die. Yeah. Minfilia was like. I was already, I'd already got over her because she was the Mother Crystal speaker for so long or whatever. Because yeah. she took for so, took so long to officially die. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They can't. They hate killing people and it shows. Yeah. I mean, nothing I mean, happened this expansion death wise. I mean, but that doesn't have to happen. People don't have to More die to make death. a good story, Mela. Okay, um, yeah. I bet you love the scene from the fucking Game of Thrones where they all die. You thought that was so fucking epic, huh? Uh, so they also add here that the numbered ranking is only given for th for these top three and percentages aren't provided. But other characters are that presumably were popular enough to get their own feature on the opposing page are Alphanel, Thancred, Yostola, Alize, Estinian, Oriange, Vana, Hithlodius, Hermes, Xenos. Sorry, Hithlodeus, uh, Hermes, Sinos. Other characters were mentioned by some respondents included Ardbert, uh, Emmerich, Reen, and Tataru. That's essentially we're just met. That's just the main cast. Sorry, yeah. Japan very vanilla character choices there. <laughs> Maybe Ardbert is the most interesting you picked. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, yeah. Hermes is kind of surprising. Really? Mm, recency. That's recency. I don't know yeah. if many people like Hermes. 
No, I like, don't like Hermes. I, I, I think he's a nice young man. I like him. I think he's an interesting character, but I'm, I don't think many people would say people he's like broken either. characters. Yeah. So, I'd like I, it I if they put even that. one character who wasn't front and center stage. Hmm. You know. I'm surprised if this was a Western like survey, Hori Boulder would a hundred percent be on this oh, list. Oh please, yeah, he'd be number no. one hopefully. Yeah, you know yeah. who would be up there? Curious George. Right, George. yes, Curious George. George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curious George. George. What a character. Yeah. <laughs> He'd absolutely be up there for no fucking reason. Right. And, yeah. And um, whatever that Heinrich Halfmast guy was, or whatever. You know the <laughs> whatever I he was. Enough people think of him. I'm surprised Hildebrand's not on this list. Oh yeah, yeah. He's going to be here. That's true. So, and he would I'd accept him because he's like side characters, like, okay, not we, main cast. We need to speed very fast now. So okay. um, there's some uh, blurbs about uh, why they picked Emmett some Selk. Some testimonials. Some testimonials. Uh, he had, so this is for uh, why they chose Emmett Selk. Uh, he had a strong desire to restore the ancients to, in ancients to what they once were, and he was deeply connected with others, tried to understand them, and struggled. Although he said humans are despicable, I think he truly loved humanity. Although he is an Asian and was the last boss of Shadowbringers, uh, but he has a very human side. That's what I really like about him. From Jiku, 20s, male. Thank you, Jiku. Uh, we, we can't read all these testimonials. I think I'll just read one. Maybe read each. one for each character. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Graha for Graha Tia. Oh, read the middle one, please. Okay. Just because of the person's name. All right. <laughs> I would never have thought that... That we get to say good morning to him since we said good night to him at the Crystal Tower. I was so happy. From Tomato in her th 30s, female. So, thank you. Shout out to Tomato. Uh, and uh, yeah. Um, from uh, Horshafont, Greystone. Uh, I like to eat dirt and I like the taste of water. That's what they said. You're so Horshafont. <laughs> mean. <laughs> I, my, vanilla is my favorite flavor of ice cream, and it's just not such a connection. I'm a very vanilla character. It's like a bubblegum flavor, Rollo. Okay, Horshafont. Oh. Okay, he was an incredibly important person who stood by our side, not because we were a hero, but because we were his friend. From some some pee pee, thirty. Okay, favorite battle content. Popular choices included The Final Day, Seat of Sacrifice, Ultimate Coil of Bahamut, Final Coil Turn 4, um, which... Specific. Yeah, Titan Extreme, Final Steps... Hi. Of, final Steps... <laughs> I don't know. Ti Japan has always had this, like, weird fascination with Titan. That Remember how much they used that in promo material? The Titan fight? Titan. Even in mm -hmm. Dad of Light, they had, like, to the Titan oh, fight yeah. being like this massive thing. Weird. It's been this incredible fascination for it. Final Steps of Faith, Orbon, uh, Orbon, I almost said Orbon, Mother Crystal, Orbon, Mother Crystal, Omega, Sustasha. Uh, Hold on. What? I'm sorry? You sorry? fuckers said Sustasha? As hey, your favorite, but this is a joke. They've joked. This might be why it's in Stranger Paradise. Don't this can't be true? This they were trolling. They were like, this must be like a common like like Westerners yeah, would be like Hori Boulder. We'll put yeah. Hori Boulder in. Like they'll be yeah. like, yes. So Sustasha. the next one I can tell you is a joke. Sustasha is a joke, right? Yeah, has to be. 
Yeah, it is a joke. I think it's a joke because no one likes Sustasha. Uh, Cape we and also, I mean, it's followed by Cape Westwind, which again, yeah, that is another uh, joke. Uh, and Eureka! <laughs> I know that's surprising, isn't it? Yeah. A uh, for a battle content. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. Ugh. Eureka. I like as Eureka. I'm still going to no say that Eureka was my a good time. Favorite for me. battle content out of everything in the oh, game. Oh yeah, that's my true. Favorite. Yeah. I can't believe anyone would say that. It's the ele it's the eleven players, maybe. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm fine with Eureka, and I thought Animus was really fun at the time, and you know they ru they only ruined it because Pegos sucked. Pegos too destroyed much. it, but the what the ones that if, came after were all yeah, right. Yeah, if they hadn't, if they'd done Pyros and just skipped Pegos, and it was it got kept getting better, I'd have stuck with it. But it's not the best battle. It's. It's not anyone's it, favorite. No, I don't. I wouldn't ever put Eureka on my like favorite list. No. Um, popular. Ch uh, sorry, favorite non-battle content: uh, housing, crafting, and glamour. That's all of the options. Lord of the Minion. Oh yeah. Uh, there's true. also gold, gathering. Gold saucer in general. Gold saucer. Yeah. Gathering is not listed. Only crafting. So you know, there's that. gathering's not fun. <laughs> No, no, I know. Gathering's but relaxing. It's, it's another one of the non-battle content. Crafting's uh, more stressful for myself, to be honest. You would put what? Yeah, Sorry? I love fishing. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And triple not. triad. That's I like triple too, triad. Man. I don't like triple triad cards that are locked behind content or like game, like battle content. I don't like how triple triad plays in this game. Like the reward system in this game, I don't like RNG. It should be the way it, it was meant to be played. Oh, they take your cards. I, I don't like that. There's no risk, and I don't like that. There's you can't like pick the card you want from their deck after you won. That's how it should be. But yeah, we... Rollo, they take your card, and you have to go back to the gold source room buy yeah. bronze card packs to build yourself yeah. back up. <laughs> it should be. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess uh, we move on to the interview. Uh, so uh, this is a Yoshi P uh, <laughs> interview. <laughs> How many uh, pictures of Yoshi P holding wine do you have? Enough. Oh, enough. for God's sake. Uh, all right. So we need to get through this quite fast. So uh, let's um, let's do this. Um, so this is with Ishikawa, Yoshi P, and Oda-san. So let's go. Uh, when did you decide to bring the story so far to a conclusion? Ishikawa says, After Shadowbringers released, around the end of 2019, Image Studio, which is the CGI studio, it used to be Visual Works, uh, had to be provided with storyboards. In autumn and winter of that year, we went on a residential together in order to decide the main points of the story for the next expansion. But the problem was, we're used to the writing process, and so feeling that here and here are the remaining parts of the story we have to talk about, so let's accept the rest... That The residential went very smoothly. I was in charge of filling in the details of the story elements, but when I looked at the structure of the content again, I thought, this might be okay for just another expansion, but if this is labeled the finale, is it really okay? So I reworked the story from the plot outline. The end result was ready two days before the deadline. What did I just read? Like, was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nah, yeah. Uh, okay. That, yeah. <laughs> what? So when was it? Sorry. Sorry, what? Any questions? So, no. When did they decide? Many. Me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Me, yes. 
Yes, Thank my you, love. Ishikawa. Thank you for that answer. Um, in the plot uh, at that point, were elements such as Meteon already included? Uh, Ishikawa says, the name Meteon wasn't there yet, but the base form of what she became had been decided. Uh, Yoshida says, during uh, the uh, residential, the core parts of the story were listed, but after that, Ishikawa said, we didn't reach an agreement, so I rewrote it. As a result, when we compared the story dis decided on at the residential and the rewrite Ishikawa presented, we thought it was the right choice to rework this. So, what did they reworked? It's a little unclear what they reworked in this interview. <laughs> To be Just honest. some parts of it. Just some parts. Okay. Yoshida mm. goes on to explain that around the time of Stormblood, the team didn't really think about how the story would continue long term. When making Shadowbringers, it was said that about 80% of the plot points had uh, have been revealed, and he thought after Shadowbringers, it may be possible to keep things from going uh, from one to two more expansions. Uh, looking at the fan response immediately after Shadowbringers, he felt that there should be one more expansion. Uh huh. Hmm. Yeah, I still stand by the. I still well, think they're about to talk about. Yeah, they're that. about to talk about it. But you know my stance I on this. I would agree with that. Yeah. If the story had been two expansions and continued up to seven point what was the planned structure? Ishikawa says we expected that there'd be one expansion about Garlemald, the idea which. That's so sad to read. <laughs> the idea was that Anima would be the boss. Then the next expansion, you'd fight against Hydaelyn, Zodiac, and so on. That'd have been good. Yeah. I'm going to disagree. I think it came out good. How, how it was. I agree. But also, I don't know if I agree with their plan. If Anima was the final boss, and then Zodiac is still being held over to the next expansion? That's what they're saying here. Yeah. I think Zodiac should have been the final boss of this hypothetical mid-expansion. Yeah, maybe Zodiac, but... Well, if they wanted it to be a Garlemald-focused expansion, just to finish the chapter on Garlemald, then it wouldn't... It... We would have explored so much more of Ilsebard. Yeah, that's what I feel like it's we implied here. We probably would have gotten we more won't, of those. No, no, we, I'll tell you now, we won't. <laughs> Wait, there's, still, there's more of Ilsebard. We got just... one Garlemald zone. <laughs> one. For the empire that has been the threat of the game since 2010, we got yeah. one zone. But they were done. They were basically done after Stormblood. <laughs> we didn't get any. Not from the capital. We didn't know anything what was going on in the capital. We got like glimpses, like pew, pew. and then they killed Varus, <laughs> and then Xenos is there. Like. It, it, was very rushed. I feel like Endwalker was rushed. It feels like two expansions so. that were slammed into one. Because yeah. there's like two storylines. They did too the two storylines. in such a again. short space of time. Yeah. It goes from that's... like. I still liked Endwalker again. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, but it goes from like, oh, nice to be in Charlien. Oh, I wonder what the secret is to suddenly, oh, I've killed Zodiac. Now I've time traveled back in time. Yeah. Oh, actually, it was this pixie, harpy little girl all along. <laughs> When oh, they now there's a spaceship. When they do, when they do, when they do stuff like this, like with um, the two, like what they they had originally thought that they were going to do two expansions. The story would was would fit. I think that's what the rewrite is about at the beginning of this interview. Is that she had to rewrite it because it was going to be one expansion. That's what she said. Mm -hmm. But um, when it kind of feels like they didn't want 
the Garlemald part in because they're kind of rushing it a little. The whole Garlemald part of the story has to be rushed so that we can catch up to the rest of the story and then all of a sudden you're an Elpis. Kind of feels a little disjointed at parts. Yeah. But I feel like if everything ended at Garlemald Capital with Anima or wherever Anima would have been, mm-hmm. whatever final Garlemald zone, I would have been so exhausted, <laughs> especially coming off of Shadowbringers with like all the big reveals we get there and what's built off there. Like... It, it would Garlemald would feel like such a diversion that I'd be like I I get it I like you know what I mean like I, I feel like I've gotten what I've got from Garlemald after like maybe two or three zones. But didn't you feel like Shadowbringers? Remember they always had that. Meanwhile, at the Imperial Palace, that that was like yeah. building up for something. Like that's mm. we we always said that the, the next expansion is the Garlemald expansion because we kept seeing Astinian and Gaius like in the center of like really important events, like the killing of the Emperor. There were there were we saw the human experiment weapons that they were making that were I think later tied into the. Did that tie into the? No, it yeah, well, that was tied into the Whirlit stuff eventually. I think because. We saw that at the... Um, remember the, the horrible weapon with, like, the, the white corpse thing that just screamed? Well, that, that's that's yeah, Whirlit, yeah, yeah. though. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that tied into Whirlit later. But there's all this stuff in the palace. And then we get to Endwalker. And the capital is already blown to shits. Like, it's yeah. just all... Mm-hmm. Garlemald's gone. And it happened off-screen. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Good. I like the breakneck speed of Endwalker. This is I, such like, a Rollo take. The, but I... the entire time, I'm like, okay, so much is happening. More can't happen within like the next hour, and then more just keeps happening. Aside from the Lopperet Pit, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, which is fine. There can there they can be a little bit of a break. That's okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I I think it was refreshing, and I don't think I couldn't have taken on uh, this entire dragging on of like the. Heidelin and Zodiac thing, just another expansion of that, even though we know Zodiac is already dead. He's been dead. The heart but of Zodiac is I, dead. I think I think what I the problem for me is that we we went from <laughs> it it's the pacing is off in the story because there's like two two expansions worth of story that has to like combine and that's why we get the Loperet part where it's like suddenly everything's just scrolling like it's a big slow slog but then all of a sudden it's like oh uh, full speed uh garlemald fall, uh, falling of oh, uh, uh, ma- uh, man <laughs> man <laughs> radio uh, you know there's all the shit that happened in garlemald Sometimes I forgot when I was playing Endwalker that we had the whole Garlemald storyline because we're all of a sudden we're like fucking around in Elpis. And I'm like, okay, the Ancients. How does this even make sense with the Garlemald shit? How is this tied to that at all? It isn't. That's the point. It's not tied to that at all. It has nothing, nothing to do thing, with the I, plot. I don't want another big Garlean thing. I think that would have just dragged on and like we get the point. But of then the it would be over. Story. But then it would be over. At the end of that expansion, then, it would be over. But now we have this like, the, what's what's Garlemald now? Isn't the worry that it could have turned into Stormblood 2.0? That's the worry, of course. But that we had like two weird, you know. But we kind of had that already. That's what I'm saying. Like we already had two storylines. We had Garlemald, and then we had the Hydland story. Yeah, but they story. didn't try and split the time between them in terms of jumping back and forth, at least. No, but instead it causes this like weird pacing problem and this like disjointed feeling of like jumping that's... between two like very separate stories. But that's the part I like though, because like you gotta admit, by the time you beat Zodiac, you're like, 
I'm level 83. How? Yeah. Like that, like that's a nice feeling of like so much has happened really? in so little time. Yeah. I think that was cool. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I thought I, it was even, a worrying like, sign. I'm, I know we only got, I know that once you finish Garlemald, we're only like 83. Yeah. I don't think I could have handled that for too many more levels. The Garlemald section is very oppressive, very depressing. Well, yeah, because it's, because it's post. But I, if this was like an expansion, we probably would have had more like time in the capital as it was like collapsing on itself. Instead well, that's of, the thing. Yeah. Like, we get it. Like, we, we get what the Garlean deal is. We've known since... Uh, I mean, what, end of Shadowbringers? Like, I... I think maybe I, I feel stronger about this because this has been something that's been going on since, like, I started the game. <laughs> like, 2010. And I expected it to get, like, a better send-off than, oh, yeah, it blew off of screen and now people are sad. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's like, okay. <laughs> I guess that's the but, mighty like... Garlemald. We never got to see Garlemald as the mighty Garl. Every time we got to, like, a fight with Garlemald, they either backed off they fell apart, civil war, emperor got killed. At no point has Garlemald felt like a real threat other than one time, which was... Um, End of Stormblood? Yeah. the What was the fight? The dungeon, you know, when there was actual like um, World War One. <laughs> but then oh, they pulled oh, out. Timlet Dark. Yeah, in yeah. the next expansion, they're like, oh, no, never mind. <laughs> Black Rose? I, never okay. mind. Yeah. I feel like if you thought Garleans were like... The main issue, especially after Shadowbringers, that maybe you kind of were focused a bit too much on them and rather what was actually happening. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, how... think, I agree. I think what Rollo's trying to say, and I think I agree with him, is that the focus had already shifted past Garlemald. That's true. That's true, but you can always... I mean, you're talking about removing an entity that's been in the game forever, and they, they did it off-screen. That's my only problem. And it feels like maybe they would have we would have had more time than to just be like, it exploded, people are sad, this general killed himself. Anyways, move on to Elpis. Right. Uh, okay, you know what we like? the moon first. Oh, yeah, the moon. Yeah, there's a whole moon section. Go to the moon. And the second section in Thavnet. Which has nothing, like, none of this has anything to do with uh, the story of Garlemald, other than it's seen us being there. Like... Imagine this. I feel, I feel like this would be an equivalent. Uh, uh, maybe maybe it'll help uh, you understand my point a bit more, or how I feel about it at least. Imagine another hypothetical expansion where whatever happens in Shadowbringers just doesn't really matter for whatever reason. Uh -huh. And this new one, Allegan themed. <laughs> this is the Allegan expansion, whether that be time travel or whatever. But going into this, you already know. Allegans were just kind of a big puppet, and towards the end, the you know why everything's happening. You know why this is there. You know Zanti, like you know, there's no reason to drag this out yeah. or be an entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. The idea yeah. is that, like, yeah, Garlemald, like the Allegans, was once you find out that Garlemald is the orchestration of an of an Asian. Kind of takes away its power. No, it makes it more intriguing for me because, like, how the fuck did that happen? Like, how? What are the? What are the structure? Like, how did that happen? And how do people deal with that if that came out? Like this, you are a construct of like a being that you know an Asian. Like that would have been very interesting to. 
Yeah, I disagree with that point. Like, just because you, one player or one small group of people, know that the Empire was orchestrated by Nassian, literally everyone else in Garlemald believes they're a Garlean citizen and believes in the Empire. They believe in their cause. Yeah. Garlemald... They're a strong nation. They were the conquerors of the world. But they, they also just had... Got killed through attrition, through random events throughout exactly. the course of the game, never being the power they should have are been. Are they truly random? Because almost every time that they fail, it's a result well, of Asians it's like not team helping Rocket, them Yogi. anymore. It's like, team Rocket Laha battles. The, at- the times when they fail are when they don't have this. the assistance of Lahabrea anymore, or Emmett Cell, or Elidibus. Once all they're gone, Xenos steps in and just destroys the Empire. That's the point that I have. That's what I have a problem with. How easily is like how easily it just broke apart we have no idea like it's just that was so fast so quick he just brought down an empire that's been there for we don't know how, it how old is it forwards to make just to finish it because they couldn't be bothered to write a story that's what it, i mean I that's my problem with well, it. i think the yeah. idea <clears throat> is that once the Asians are once the Asians were gone the people that were like helping keep the empire like sustained because they're the only ones that really wanted it to be sustained it sort of fell but apart see, you're making that up because we don't know right that's the problem i would like to like know how that happened also there's also other stuff that i'm sad that we're probably not gonna like maybe we'll learn about it through other quests we don't know what the next i uh, hopefully the next patches will deal with garlemald at some point but they have a long history that we never touched on like the fact mm-hmm. that like the formation well, of the empire, stuff. like how did I... that happen? Well, why relegate it to like weird future side content? There was a like, oh, let's look back on. That's why that is happened. That's you, what you know. You yeah. know why it's better if it's is patch content because you don't have the looming threat of Asians, uh, Zodiac, Hydalin, the End of Days looming overhead. Like we it... never had any of that. Okay, so I just wanted to say I. C question like what do you want pre- if i don't necessarily want to exp- uh like uh be in a pre-destruction garlemald i would at least want us to spend more time in there and learn more about it because there's it yeah. gets brushed over v- very fast like it's it's because we have to move on we have to go to the moon and we have to go to elpis uh, and defeat zodiac and also hydalin uh, and also like there's so much shit that we have to do um but yeah i don't think it would have been an intriguing expansion if we ended at the zodiac fight and thought we'd save the day yeah and then in the like patches and the trailers we suddenly see oh no the final days have started yeah but why because we didn't know anything about how they were going to start back then and also like having having it be a garlemald themed expansion means we would have definitely gotten more zones we would have explored more of the territories directly around the capital which we know nothing about like we yeah. know, mm-hmm. we have all we have I mean, is we the could capital have had like three elsabad zones and two moon zones yeah or for instance i mean yeah. here's the thing though Mela. you're <clears throat> making an assumption based on the idea that the expansion ended with zodiac which from what they're saying it did not no that's no, true I disagree with that. Agree. yeah i agree with that i think it should have pushed to zodiac which i don't want to pure garlemald one yeah go on this is probably why they didn't think it worked because they didn't think of the idea of ending it with Zodiac. But that's that's, that's their mistake. But then it's, it still makes the point that it feels very rushed because they'd already thought, oh, this is an expansion's worth of content ending with Anima. Yeah. Let's rush in 
that being said, everything else afterwards. we need to move on. But that being said, yeah. <laughs> still enjoyed Endwalker. What's oh, done yeah, is done. This was what we got, and I'm fine with it. I accept it. All right. So Oda says the flow of the story didn't uh, itself didn't change too much. Oda explains that the devs seek to balance delivering on players' expectations and also having unexpected developments. Players were already expecting to fight Heidelin and Zodiac, so it was debated among the devs whether to deliver the fights straightforwardly or have a surprise development where one of them would take over the other and fight you. In the end, the team decided to go for the straightforward route, and the last boss would be something unexpected. Uh, Yoshida, at the residential, no one thought Heidelin or Zodiac should be the last boss. How do you feel about that? That none of them are it's the final take. boss. It's a weird take. I mean, that's I think we've had. That's what they were going before. in in this hypothetical Garlemald expansion. They never thought the Zodiac yeah, was a final right. boss for some reason. It is weird. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I don't get the thought process. No, they said before that like they want to, you know, do something unexpected, and Zodiac being the final boss would be the most boring thing ever. Absolutely. wouldn't be the most boring thing ever. Well, see, the thing is, the idea was, we were so afraid pre-expansion that Zodiac was just going to be, haha, Xenos jumping into Zodiac's mm -hmm. empty body. That almost happened. It almost, I almost got worried. It almost happened. It was just the other side of that coin. Yeah. It still wasn't as cool as it being the actual Zodiac. Yeah. I don't know. It's, Yeah. Whatever. I don't. Uh, yeah, uh, th we've had a discussion about this before. I think. Yeah. Um, all right. When it when was it decided that the final act would include going to space? Ishikawa says, "When I was thinking about the story, one of the earliest key phrases I decided you, on was." You skipped one. Oh no! Sorry. No, nope, I did not. Uh, one of the key phrases I decided on was Alphino's line when the Ragnarok sets off: "Go further than further than the moon, beyond the heavens." The details were decided on in 2020, but I was thinking of the main points of in the final act in late 2019. Oda says previously uh, there'd been elements like Omega and the dragons that linked to space, so we talked about that. As th th we talked about that. We should make use of these. Uh, Ishikawa says Oda-san is very into sci-fi, so I thought maybe we can put mm. some nice details into a location like Ultima Thule. With Oda-san, I had the feeling we can safely make it to the edge of the universe. Blinds the elegance. Mm. Uh, Ishikawa says, well, when she joined the team during a Realm Reborn's development, Heidelin's call, hear, feel, think, already existed. When she first looked at it, she thought it was interesting that it was like this, would think at the end, rather than see, hear, feel. When she wrote Endwalker, she decided to bring back this line, that players not only see and hear, but also think about what they've experienced up until now. I wonder the stuff like this makes me wonder what the original idea behind that phrase was. Like, oh, whoever yeah. wrote that like line, <laughs> mm. like was it just like it sounded cool, or was it like Ishikawa? Yeah, was thinking... I think it's. It feels like I mean, Heidlin's all about like be your, you know, be you. Like think for yourself, act for yourself. Yeah, she's never like a super primal who just wants to like make mm. people do things. Did who wrote here feel? Here, feel, think. Like, was it Oda? It could have been Koji oh. because it is included in answers specifically, which is a lyric. Yeah, could have been, been Nomura, uh, not Nomura, sorry, Uematsu. Possibly. Oh, that yeah, because it's in answers and answers. Oh, I don't know. Think the full version of answers. No, here. F... I don't think the full version of answers was made. Uh, 
during 1.0. So I don't think... Uh, oh, maybe. I don't know. No, I think... You no, know, Herefield Thing is literally in the first cutscene mm. of the game. Okay. So, yeah. Um... I don't. Re I never remember who was in charge of the MSQ for 1.0, but they are d deep into Square Enix's. Like, <laughs> they are, they have a different job now <laughs> within Square Enix, yeah. so it's impossible to find them. Um, Sorry, I love the next question. Uh, Oda says, "I joined the project during 1.0, and there was already some fundamentals of the oh, world you, building." You, you oh. did skip something this time. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. And certainly, there's a lot for players to think about. For example, is what Hermes is what Hermes did wrong, or was it the first step for humanity? Is what Meteon did wrong, or was it the people who gave Meteon her despair in the wrong? In that, what a in, take! That's that weird take again. She said that in the previous interview we had as well. Uh, in yeah. that case, was Meteor's it wrong? In, in that case, was it wrong to hold on to that despair? For these questions, we made it so players can give their own answers. And Ishikawa is kind of like on the side of like, it was the people's fault <laughs> for being sad. It was sad. everyone else's fault that yeah. Meteon was upset. So yeah. she That's okay. a weird interesting take. interpretation of the story. That's <laughs> yeah. a very strange take. She, she thought someone might have, but I, yeah. I don't think many I, do. <laughs> no. I agree with like the concept of if you give a computer instructions, you shouldn't be upset that it follows them. Yeah. But she was a creature. Yeah, but the question he sent her out with was flawed, and that was the problem. Yeah, it, so yeah, but it's still like surely she could have used her own imagination and thought process. So she's to blame somewhat. Yeah, we don't know how sentient Meteon is. No, that's true. That's true. I still think you have to partially blame her though. For you know, I, no. I don't think she's she's free. No, of blame. I don't. No, I th I see her more as like a construct. I don't think I don't necessarily think that she has autonomy. She wasn't trained properly but she has autonomy there's a sure certainly a percentage of blame yeah. on her but i, I Even don't think if it's, it's only one percent she's not i don't a know she because ah. she can act for herself and think for herself i just I, one thing i can say is that i don't blame the people for being sad <laughs> that's yeah you know you know whose fault it is it's Hermes' fault for not going to fucking therapy. Right. <laughs> you didn't therapy back then, Rollo. You didn't, you didn't know did. that? <laughs> I strongly suspect they didn't, because everyone everyone we they encounter in Elpis is like, like, this is just how things are. Yeah, Get over yeah. it. Yeah, okay, we need to go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I joined the project during 1.0 and there was already some fundamentals of the world building, such as the Asians and Heidelin. In truth, we didn't know what to do with the with this lore. <laughs> I was glad <laughs> we were able to make them something players uh, can understand. Yeah, oh, that's good. Heard about I'm the glad mess. Glad you didn't leave that something we couldn't understand. Yeah, the mess of the lore department or the MSQ department in 1.0 is yeah legendary. No one talked to each other. It was just complete mess. Um, she does even back during a realm reborn heavensward and stormblood it was said we don't have detailed lore yet for what the Asians goals are so let's just have them be doing bad stuff in the background nice. god <laughs> uh, so does funny. it show sometimes <laughs> heavensward yeah. god does it show oh boy <laughs> Uh, Ishikawa says it's easy to think we planned it out in advance but in truth that's wrong the original Asian lore uh, we had only went as far as look looks like they're doing bad stuff Ah, oh, those damn Asians doing bad stuff again. Oh, I love that. You know, you know what it is? They just played the bad things are happening song. Yeah. And that's it. 
That's all they did mm. when they were writing. It's like bad things are happening. Song goes here. <laughs> uh oda of course we made use of some lore when we came up uh we came up with with earlier too ishikawa says charlie and going to space is an example of that that's interesting and we're about to get into interviewer says that was already a part of the lore oda says in 1.0 mm. charlie was established as like a field guide to the world so even back then there was the lore that they gathered knowledge of the world in order to travel to other stars mm. that is interesting uh, Ishikawa, back in 1.0, it was said about the Asians, they are paranormal entities that are planning something. They have no shadows. <laughs> Which, um, they mm. only went for one of those two uh, for our own reborn. <laughs> but back then, other characters' shadows also didn't display. <laughs> so the Asian special feature was done away with. And so after that, they were rebuilt into a group of bad guys. Amazing. They don't talk about the fact that the Charlians had it going to space well, was a part of the law for a long time. I, it's interesting that they said that it was a field guide to the world. That it just confirms that Charlian was supposed to be like um, a feel like a, a a hub where like I mean it was, yeah. but was it gonna be, was that gonna be the Juno? I thought. Ishkar would have made sense because it looks like Juno, but yeah, I, interesting. I mean, Ishkar's super isolated, even like that's yeah, true. Saw of it in in one point oh. Yeah, true. Uh, okay, uh, the interviewer uh, says uh, the way the scions have been depicted has changed a lot too. Ishikawa says that one idea behind the trust system introduced in Shadowbringers is that you can keep going on adventures with the Scions after the story is over. Yoshida says that back during the development of Heavensward, Oda and a Realm Reborn Heavensward lead writer My Hero told him that they strongly want to recreate the feeling of classic in classic Final Fantasies of going on a journey with party members. So they wrote the story of the Warrior of Light, Elfino, Estinian, and Yusail journey as a group of four. This idea was developed further in Shadowbringers. Okay, makes sense. Uh, about Graha, Ishikawa says that at the end of Crystal Tower, when the Warrior of Light and Graha part ways, it's implied they'll meet again. But at that point, it hadn't been decided at all when or how this would happen. That makes well, sense. Yeah, it, we know that. Yeah. Not surprising. They, uh, they bend all law they can to fit the new story and just leave breadcrumbs to latch onto constantly. Well, Graha was kind of not a bread like that's just a character no, that they just put into hibernation for any purpose yeah exactly like, yeah that's good there wasn't they didn't need the crystal tower to travel to the first but it was just convenient i guess yeah i mean it makes sense considering you know it was an ether yeah, there's I a lot mean, of ether works. in there. Yeah, they but they could be worked. I, I I prefer it when they use things that already exist in the game exactly, than just yeah. the pop up, which is yeah, I hate a pop up. Yeah. Uh, what sort of discussions did you have with the design team for the zones? Oda says Thavnir is inspired by India and the Middle East. Garlemald is inspired by the Roman Empire, and Russia. We shared real world cultures and so on and so on with the designers. The Roman Empire, I guess, with like the Senate. Yes, it is very and much all. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's well, a lot of Roman Empire stuff in there. Sorry, it's I was just Roman I was just thinking about else. what we got. Like, I, it's hard their, to imagine like, the Roman Empire in snow. Is all <laughs> that's just all of their <laughs> like naming conventions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like true. Latin. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Russian part, I don't know about that one, but I guess climate, the cold, cold. I mean, aesthetically, climate, yeah. yeah. They have the little Ochanka hats or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. I okay. like the best. I like that 
we shed real blood cultures with the designers like the hermits they keep locked up <laughs> like, this is india yeah wow you'll design something based on uh by the way at the end of the end uh, of endwalker emmett hints at some new locations she just says this isn't the end of the story so we wanted to create the feeling that the adventure continues as our next goal to work towards. Ishikawa says, from the planning stage, this was one of the lines I wanted to put in. Oda says, there are other continents we haven't visited yet. This time, uh, we had to create a map for the entire world since you can see the planet from the moon. Oh, I like that they acknowledge this. Yeah. The interview That's says, point. you can see Maricidia, for example. Oda says, that's right. Mm. This might be one finale, but I thought we had to leave the impression that the entire adventure isn't over while looking at Yoshida. I hear there's a guy who's thinking about the next ten years. And then he laughs. Yoshida says, there's also the shards. If you call it a multiverse, we can do anything. Laughs. Or a metaverse. There's been opinions that we've been to space and fought despair. What could possibly, what could we possibly fight next? But in the Final Fantasy series, there's also been fights against nothingness. So there's many possibilities. <laughs> that said, it's wrong to think Amazing. that because we fought despair this time, the next threat will be even bigger. That the scale of the story will keep increasing relentlessly. In the final scene, Xenos returned to us as an adventurer. I think maybe it'd be good to go on an adventure again. Uh, translator's note, the term he uses here is particularly particularly associated with Final Fantasy 3 and Final Fantasy 5. Yeah. It's wrong to think that the next one's going to be bigger and better because it could be nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it could be nothingness that we fight. So just watch out. Uh, what's going to be a tough boss to battle. <laughs> what, is your fa- <laughs> what is your favorite scene in Endwalker? <laughs> Oda says, the scene where you walk across the lifeless town in Ultima Thule. Ishikawa says, mine is at the scene with Meteon on the flower field in Ultima Thule. Oh, God. Yoshida says, what? I requested... Why does she love Meteon so much? Because she Because Meteon is her creation. Why would she not like Meteon? Wow. Yoshida says... She did the whole expansion story. She could pick anything. Yeah. Yoshida says, I, can, I can't help. No matter how many times I watch with my tear... Watch it, my tear glands. When I put in charge, when I was put in charge of Final Fantasy XIV 1.0, Urianje was the first original character we created. So I'm glad we could bring him this far. He's turned into an eccentric, competent astrologian. I think he's oh. a good combo with Thancred. He says and laughs. Yeah. Look forward to what. Look forward to what he'll get up to from here on out too. Yoshida. I think you skipped this part. Oh, sorry. Uh, I requested to Ishikawa-san, when Urianji returns home, please settle his feelings regarding Moonbrida. Oh, so yeah, there did feel like a part was missing. Um, I think that was de- depicted in a truly beautiful way. I cried so many times while checking that scene. Ishikawa says, Yoshida-san is weak to that scene and the scene where Julius holds out his cup. Eulus. Eulus, sorry. Ishida says, another scene that left a strong impression is Tataru's welcome back with open arms after Ragnarok returns to Aetherus. Shadowbringers was a story from good night to good morning, and Endwalker is a story from see you later to welcome back. I, I like agree that. with uh, Yoshida most. Uh-huh. That was my favorite scene. Yeah. Uh, Hermes and Meteon are characters that have had different responses among players. Ishikawa says, when I was writing Hermes, I thought he'd be a character 80% of people would hate, 20% of people would love. But even for the people who love him, you recognize his complexities and emptiness. But personally, I really, really love him. He himself made a huge mistake, but that mistake made him the foundation for everything that came after. Interviewer, without Hermes, this, this story itself couldn't have happened. 
Ishikawa says, without him, the world might have become like what we saw in the third area of the Dead End's dungeon. Interviewer, where Rala appears, right? Ishikawa says, right. Rala, Rala's world uh, laughs. Hermes' mistake is like the first wound the people of Aetherius bear. Whether people think this was a mistake or part of becoming stronger will differ. Fine. Sure. Yeah. I love Hermes. We're on... You go first, Rolla. Rolla. I was I was just saying I love Hermes. I think he's a really good complex character. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I agree. Uh what did you focus on while making the Elpis zone? Jakawa says, We kept in mind the concept of paradise. Oda says, Well, we made an area like the Sea of Clouds before. We wanted Elpis to look more man made. It's similar to Amarot, but while Amarot felt lonely, Elpis feels warm. Yoshida says, We decided that Elpis would be the most beautiful area in this game. A world that is extremely beautiful, abundant, and on the and on the surface, overflowing with happiness. But once you step in, we wanted it to feel dangerous, so we checked it over many times. Is it the most the beautiful zone? most beautiful zone. What is the first one? Uh, that last section in the Dead Ends. Yeah, which we can never like actually experience. No, we'll never be able to explore it, because when you go in in exploration mode, it's dead. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> I think that... And, I agree. Um, it's an interesting than when you go to the yeah. like, golden fields. That was beautiful. Yeah, I was thinking that's the closest you'll get to exploring it. Yeah, yeah. Those two zones were nicer than Elpis, but I don't know. They don't seem to do vibrancy in the open world as much. No, because no. we have this like mud filter on our game. It's very yeah, hard we... to get it like properly. Uh, yeah, I'd like them yeah. to explore that because they can do it clearly. When we get the graphical update, it's quite vibrant as well. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's true. So. Yeah. When we get the graphical update, maybe the mud filter will change a little. That would be lovely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get the gray out of there, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, it'll go up because they'll go for like an even more realistic, gritty feeling. Uh, no, it's that <laughs> like PS3 game. Yeah. Uh, back in Shadowbringers, we were afraid of the ancients, but in Endwalker, with the presence of those two we're familiar with, i.e., Emmet and Hithlodeus, uh, they feel friendlier. Shida says, when Hermes says he will make judgment on humanity, in a way, it's very impartial. Making judgment, this is something Emmet Selk did so many times, and each time killed so many people. Emmet Selk wanted to get back his sundered friends and the people he loved, and with fortright emotions, he handed down his final judgment. Looking at it that way, Hermes, is, Hermes, made, Hermes made judgment in an objective way, so it's a bit surprising that we can forgive Emmet Selk's judgment, but can't forgive Hermes's. Hmm? Is she I think it's just because Hermes is such a, a sh rushed, short-spaced character. Again, no, if he had I, a, if we had a full expansion, if we had to fully a full expansion to get into Hermes lore, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I still understand Daniel and all that fine, but Hermes, like in his ancient self. I feel like he's not explored See, this. I, we're not going to go back to this discussion, but I know we talked about just Garlemald as an expansion. This is why I also this is also why I would want it to be two parts, so we could mm -hmm. explore this part of the story a bit more as well to like really get into Hermes as a character. Yeah, because that part is so important because he's a he's essentially a brand new character that we now have to like exactly. you know, learn. I think it would have been nice if we had two zones actually in the yeah. Unsundered world. Yeah. Um, I I also am not surprised that people don't think Hermes is a sympathetic because, of course, people aren't going to be sympath as sympathetic if he is presenting his view of a objective like judgment, whereas Emmett Selks is much more emotional. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah, people are always going to empathize more with an emotional judgment than a objective one. True. Yeah, yeah Emmett just does what he 
you know, he has he wants his friends back and he does what he thinks is right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you don't agree with the objective judgment. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hermes is just very mechanical. Okay, let's wrap up this interview now. Uh, Ishikawa says, Hermes is impartial, but our hearts can't get close to him in the way we can with Emmett Selk. Maybe it's hard to sympathize with. Ishida says, right. With Emmett Selk, it was easy to put your feelings into his own. Ishikawa, wanting to get your friends back is a very straightforward human emotion. Yoshida says, Hermes is a character that is a bit like social media. Although it would have been best to decide the answer on his own, he can't reach a decision himself and ends up listening uh. to many different opinions. Then in the final messages at the end of the interview, Ishikawa says, From now on, there will be a new storyline, but there are plans to release a supplemental story for Endwalker. Oh. So, Meteon Many... really is Twitter. Yeah, she's a Twitter bird. Yeah. But also, you know what? The fact that it, Meteon came to such a horrible conclusion. Remember when Microsoft made that bot that oh, was God. designed to learn oh, yes. Twitter? And it just became a horrible, horrible... AI. I missed yeah, that. I so missed that AI. Is that is it not surprising that Meteon became what she did? Right, that's true. That's true. No, it's not. But I don't know. Still, Meteon was a a living. Creation. I think her programming overwhelms her emotion, like her personality, though. Maybe. Because why um... would Hermes not design her that way? If he cannot control her, if she is able to like act independently from him entirely, why would he want that? It does not serve his purposes. Right, that's true. But that could have been explored more as well. But it was. I agree. It was yeah. too short. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's uh, that's it. That's uh, that's the show, everyone. We have a we have to speed through a post show so uh, thanks for watching <laughs> we'll be back next week same time same place remember to follow on twitter at speakersxiv twitch.tv slash speakersofidelden youtube.com slash speakersxiv exclamation discord in chat if you're watching on demand link is in the description uh, remember to send us mogmail speakersxiv.com slash mogmail please send us mogmail speakersxiv.com slash mogmail stay tuned if you're watching live for the post show, we'll be answering questions from the syndicate. See you there. If not, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You've just listened to an episode of Speakers of Fidelin, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukeel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com speakersxiv or buy some merch at teespring.com stores speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description. Thank you for listening to this Speakers Network production.